Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
the changing of the sky. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Yeshua. Okay. Let me stop the audio. Wait a minute. Shalom, shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. This is your host, brother in Christ, brother Elvis Zapata. I'm here with guest, brother Ben, Ben, Benjamin, my brother and sister. And we're here to, hallelujah, share what God is, 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 share, is revealing to us. It's revealing through his prophet. It says in his word that, that we will be encountering in the last days. And we're, we're probably, we're, we're looking to be ready for the coming of Jesus. Because we know the Lord is coming. And we want to make sure we're ready. We want everyone also, our brothers and sisters in Christ, to be ready, being prepared, being looking out for the Lord before his return. Because he is coming for his bride as he made us the promise. And we believe in our spirit that this return of Jesus is very, very close. And that we need to be prepared. We need to be ready. We don't want to be caught unprepared. Um, I know we will be caught by surprise, though, because we don't know the day in our way as the Word of God says. But we know that it's very close, my brother and sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, I know a lot of brothers and sisters are not logging in yet, but they'll be logging in in a few minutes because I know uh, in the weekdays people come from work late. So I, I, I understand that. So, uh, we'll, we'll continue to inform people and keep them out today, my brother and sister. <laughs> Excuse me. In our Bible study is when we usually uh, bring the information because then we can re- we can replay the audio another day and and inform people, keep people out today with what is coming. Uh, my brother and sister, because we don't want anyone be, to be left behind, about to escape and come home with Jesus before it's too late, my brother and sister. And very, very soon, it's going to be too late. Very, very soon, uh, the reminders are going to be over, my brother and sister. Matthew twenty-four, twenty-nine. immediately. After the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the power of heaven shall be shaken. God's going to shake the heaven. God's going to shake the earth also. Through many earthquakes and tsunami, which tsunami are earthquakes. My brother and sister, we are looking for the three signs video that God gave me over 10 years ago, we started in YouTube, the, the California earthquake, the uh, Shalom Sister Royale, Sister Wendy, Harley, and the Eastern Tsunami and the water in Israel. We know that the water in Israel, uh, as, a, as a we've seen by the news, by the, by the information coming out of Israel, that is very, very close. Uh, we had dream of this... Uh, Eastern tsunami that really confirmed how close we are, my brother and sister. We it it it's it close. Everything is close. Very very close. Uh, God keeps confirming it to several prophets now that this is very close. 
Amen. As I as I promised and as Brother Ben promised, he will be here tonight and help us with more information in regard to the martial law and and the preparation that we need to have and how does it as it really work as a former soldier, US Army, Brother Ben can can help us understand uh how difficult it's going to get when this when this mess as I call it, began. Amen. So I'm going to let Brother Ben uh, go into, he brought us good information. Oh, and don't forget the, the tea, the, the the pine tree tea. Oh, the pine tree tea. Uh, good evening, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Ben. Um, my first real name actually is uh, Benjamin, but since we had another brother on the program that's Benjamin, I just want to keep my name short. Uh, Brother Elvie's been telling me that, you know, uh, you haven't seen me in the chat room. I normally listen on the Lord's Hour uh, on my cell phone. Um, but if if I have the chance, I'll, I'll come on on the chat room sometime in a later broadcast. Uh the topic I want to give to you right now is uh, defining what martial law is, what, what it applies to. And by definition, martial law is the law applied in the occupied territory by military authority of the occupying power. Right? And then number two would be the law administered by military forces that is involved by a government in an emergency when civilian law enforcement agencies are unable to maintain public order and safety. So that's when martial law is placed. It's been placed from the higher-ups. It's normally placed by the head of the country. It might be our president. Or in other countries, it might be their king um, or their uh, prime minister. Um, and martial law can be declared uh, as a national emergency. So once it's de- declared as a national emergency, all things should be ceased as far as, you know, uh, our traveling to and from the different states or within our local community. And that's the restriction that we have, and the, it's going to be imposed on all the states, including the territories. As you know, I'm a native and I was born and raised in the island of Guam. Uh, I'm a citizen of the United States by birth, which after World War II was granted for all the people in Guam. So it's not just gonna apply here. Once martial law is declared by the president, on down, it's going to include the territories. And the territories are Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, and also Guam out in the Pacific. So we're out there in the middle of the ocean. And uh, I, I would like to go ahead and address, if you do have any questions, if you can post it on the chat room, uh, I think that's one way to have a, a, a conversation about martial law 
and if I can uh, answer it, I'll, I'll give my best opinion on it. But once martial law is declared, our movement between places will be restricted, okay? And most of the major highways will be closed, and they'll have the military be posted on the major highways uh, to include possibly the, the local police force, with whichever state or territory within Guam, Puerto Rico, or the Virgin Islands, okay? So uh, they want to restrict your travel, and not only that, but in, let's say, for example, if we do have the rioting that's going about to take place within the country, the, more, uh, the president has the power to go ahead and use the executive order to impose a martial order, and that would cover to all the 50 states and also the territories uh, to keep uh, law and order within the state or, you know, the, the local, the state, and the federal uh, jurisdictions. Uh, now, by the direction of the president, once the martial law is declared, we got to be obedient to whatever instructions the military is going to be imposing on the, the citizens uh, to whatever area that, that you are located to or from. And if they have the order... Uh, because all the military has been trained uh, to kill in, in, in combat, uh, and that's what I was trained in the military. Uh, and if the order has been given out to, if there's any kind of civil dis disobedience, it may be a riot taking place or, or just, you know, uh, disobedience within that local area where you're from, I don't advise you to get involved in those protests uh, in your area, uh, but to stay home. Stay home and stay put, okay? Because the order, once the martial law has been declared, the military has the option to shoot and kill. As you know, depopulation of the one world order is to depopulate the earth. And I believe that, that that's where we're heading to right now, is a one world order government. And it makes sense because, you know, the less people they got to deal with, the better, right? So we have to be really careful once the martial laws is in place. Uh, as Brother Elvius mentioned, Always be prepared, and if you're at home, within your property, uh, whatever you have to do, you know. So I want to ask you a question. Okay, just a minute. I, I, I'm, I'm unable to see the screen right now, so uh, the question is. Do you think we will be able to go to other state, or will we have to stay at the state that we're, we're in once martial law okay, takes place? 
you're going to have to probably uh, stay right where you're at, not unless by the government, if you are, you know, part of the military or uh, uh, part uh, of the civilian contractors, you would probably have papers or some kind of identification that the federal government would put uh, or have uh, where you can be identified to cross over to travel. It's just like, you know, in, in World War II when they asked the uh, Jewish people, you know, with the Germans who, who was in power then, okay, that they had to have papers, and those papers had to come from the government, the German government. That's going to be the same thing. You're going to have to have some kind of special permission, either by paperwork or by some kind of government identification uh, for you to travel from state to state uh, or elsewhere. Uh, and I believe, really, the restriction as far as flying out of the country, that's out of the question. That's out of the question. Or even crossing over to the border of Mexico to escape, you know, that's not going to happen. Okay, once it's declared all borders between state to state or from United States northern border to Canada, that's going to be shut down, As including the southern oh, border. Oh, going to shut it down, Mexico or United States? No, United States. They'll have the, the, the soldiers, the military soldiers, okay, that will be handling the, the, uh, the checkpoints. That's what we call them, the checkpoints. They'll have, you know, soldiers there with their military gear, military vehicle, their weapons, okay? Now, keep in mind that the weapons they use is automatic weapons. The M16 is what I was trained for, trained with. So, you know, uh, if, if, for example, that you, you do not want to follow their orders, they can take you in. Or, you know, if you're being violent and show kind of kind of resistance against them, they could possibly shoot you, okay, and not have to deal with, with any type of problem of dealing with disobedience uh, from, from the local civilian community. So, yes, uh, you know, the restriction is going to be tri- uh, uh, restricted, okay. So it's important now. If the Lord is telling you or give you a dream or, you know, hearing from the Lord that you need to be at a certain place, a certain state, please, please do it now if you need to travel. Because all form of travels, whether it be by boat, ships, air, through the airplanes, and traveling through state to state, that's going to cease. Not unless you have special permission or a special ID that will be made by the government to give to you to travel to wherever. Okay? The best thing to do is to hunker down, get ready as soon as possible as far as, you know, within your local community. And if the store shelves are still being you know, uh, groceries are being sold. Get as much water, groceries. You know, we, we've been saying about this. 
Brother Elvie's been saying about this. So what you can do in the meantime, if you're locked down, because basically that's what it is. It's a complete lockdown, okay? Complete lockdown. And I'm hearing from the World Health Organization that the Congress, I believe, had made a law or is considering a law that when they declare a national disease emergency, that the UN has the final say. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Biden has has agreed to that. So when the WHO, okay, the World Health Organization from the UN in New York declares a pandemic emergency, and they declare it worldwide, we are covered under that. And that's one way that they can also declare martial law. Okay. But what about the mandatory vaccination? What, what yeah, that's, that goes hand in hand, you know, with uh, uh, depending on, on what the, the president would, would entail, uh, you know, following under the direction of the well health organization by the UN. But they got complete control now. So we, as a nation of the United States, under the present administration, would have to follow what the UN says, okay? So, but like I said, and Brother Elwood said, is we don't have to worry about this, okay? Uh, we got to be obedient to the Lord, you know, we, we pray always for, you know, all the things that we need and depend on his word, stand on the, the word of God, you know, that he'll supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. Okay, so this too can say uh, that we would utilize this time that if we're in a lockdown situation, that we can use this time to you know, get closer to the Lord and listen to what further instructions that he might have to give you within, you know, your area concerning your state or, you know, and so forth. So once again, please, if if you are supposed to be in another state, another area from where you're at, and the Lord's been convicting you, to be there, please do it now. Because once martial law is set in, it's going to be difficult to cross the state line from where you're at or even your local area. So that's why I suggest. If there's any other questions, um, please post it on the uh, Sister says, are they all been vaccinated the military? Yes. Yes, it's a mandatory right now. All the military is mandatory to get the vaccination. So, you know, once they're vaccinated, as Brother Elliot said, that they're, they're not the real person, okay? And that contributes to, you know, them following the orders and... Uh, 
if you have any other questions I can address. Sister Sarah, is this like the day of Jeremiah? Remember when they took the people down captive? Yes. Uh, another thing, too, let's say, for example, that, you know, they take you in to being captive. They could place you in the FEMA camps, and, and we heard about the FEMA camps, right? So uh, that would be one way where they can get complete control of you and then introduce about the getting vaccinated. But you don't want to be in that position, so I recommend really to hunker down where you're at, at home, and build up to what you need to do, you know, to get either more prepared and go in prayer and seek the Lord, okay, as to what further instructions that he have you doing for you and your family or your families within that area, your that state, and, and so forth. Is there any other questions? Uh, is it concern, concerning another pandemic, martial law? Yes, I think because of the fact that uh, the United Nations, uh, the World Health Organizations, we know that there is another, it's been prophesied that there will be another uh, virus or some kind of a uh, plague that will be coming. So I think because of the fact that, you know, they didn't uh, acquire the recommended amount of people being vaccinated this time, I think that's why uh, they're probably going to go ahead and and have another type of plague or virus to be spread around, and it's it's going to probably be more lethal than the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So we must prepare for this, and the only thing we need to do is to really go in prayer, ask the Lord, you know, for His protection, and go by the Word. You know, the, and the thing is, we we won't probably want to go and get treated within the hospitals in the area, okay, because they will vaccinate you, okay? So what this leads to is for you to seek the Lord and seek in his word the healing scriptures, okay? And, you know, it, it, it all amounts to... Do you trust the government or do you trust the Lord? That's what it boils down to, okay? So we must trust the Lord because he wants his people to come to him instead of to man or our government. As Brother Elvie had mentioned in the program when I listened, he said, do not trust our government. So that's a, that's a, a clear, you know, there's no... Two ways about it. Either trust God or trust man and government, you know, and that's it. There's no no in-between. There's no sitting on the fence that, you know, one day you can, you know, seek help from the government and, and, and man or whoever. And then on the other side, the other time is to depend on God. It don't work that way. Okay. Sister Loyetta has a question. Do yes. You, do you think that some of the area will be uh, better or worse than the with martial law. Well, it all depends. It all depends about how the people react to the martial law. As you know, there's militias around the the different states, especially down in Texas. And if they might pick up their arms to go ahead and fight against this type of tyranny as far as, you know, imposing uh, restrictions again, like it did with COVID-19, 
And as far as I can uh, believe that I saw in an article, I think President Biden had just uh, concluded as far as the restriction on the COVID-19, if I'm not mistaken. So we're we're free now, you know. That's with the mask being used and you know the mandatory vaccination. But I think that that's a good question now is to prepare for another virus or another pandemic to hit our country. Amen. Uh, and Luciano is a Cajon Navy in Malaysia. Again. Luciana, Luciana? Yes. There's a Cajon Navy Malaysia. Let me see. Oh, a Cajun. Well, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with, you know, all the militias around, you know, the country. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, they're uh, anti-government, so to speak. So, you know, I'm sure that uh, if you got any any information on that, um, the Lord's servant um sister. or sister uh, yeah uh express your 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 opinion there uh, but i do know that there there are militias in every state and depending on the violence that they uh you know get involved with as far as you know opposing uh the restrictions as far as another lockdown or any type of viruses or mm-hmm. pandemic that will be happening in in the future, in the coming future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the only thing is, is that please ask the Lord if you are to take part in this type of action, okay, is to join up with the mili- uh, militia or any type of their uh, activity. Now, can you explain what you were telling me earlier? Yes. The difference of... of you know, we know as a Christian, we, we, we serve God, and it has to be for God that we have to be willing to die, not for our country, Yeah, as a patriot. Yes. Okay, um, when I was in the Army, uh, God was never put first, okay? It was country first, honor, and then duty, and then God was last. Since I was born re- uh Rebaptized with the Holy Spirit, that really changed my whole life. Okay, and and now uh, I was trained to kill, but now I have a have to switch everything that I've learned from the military to be loving and to be caring, and to make sure that we obey the commandments, especially the one that says, "Thou shalt not kill or murder." Okay, so you know. With the militias, uh, brother and I were, were talking about that. How about the Christians? Well, they're going to have to decide, you know, who they want to serve first or who are they going to serve. Are they going to serve their country, being patriotic and die for the country, or do they want to die for Jesus? Okay? There's no there's no middle ground here. There's no sitting on the fence being on one side one day or one week and then jumping on the other side, you know, uh, you have to really make that decision for you and your family. Who do you want to serve this day? And I believe, as all consensus say, that we want to serve 
our God, our almighty God. Because as you look towards the end, it's going to lead us there. He is the only one that can provide the protection, the provisions we need, everything on down the line, uh, and a way to escape. Mm-hmm. And and we're, we're praying for for you know that the catching away, the harpazo, right, or the rupturo in Latin, which is the rapture. So hopefully we can go ahead and. And, you know, that time that we'll be out of here before all these happens. But in the meantime, if we are in that time where we are here for the persecution and, you know, the, the, the martial law, the FEMA camps, we're going to have to depend on the Lord, period. No two ways about it. You know, uh, and not to be, you know, deciding the fact that they're going to probably torture you. There's a possibility of torture, that they'll try to coerce you to get the vaccine, to be vaccinated for whatever new plague or new viruses that will be coming our way. Okay? So we have to be prepared for that. So we want to be mentally prepared and spiritually, that's most important, is to be spiritually prepared, all right, if we are brought in, for example, in the FEMA camps, okay? The thing I would do, which Brother Elvie would mention one, at one time in this program, is to, that that would be one way to witness and to, you know, show the other people the gospel or to teach it. You know, what you know, right? So it leaves us to decide and and to be spiritually prepared for what is coming because it is going to be the most difficult part in our lives, you know, of what's coming. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't got your house in order yet or trying to, Please seek the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength as to what else can you do as what you have done already, being prepared at your place of residence or where you're staying right now. Uh, I've mentioned before, when I, on, I believe on the last program, is to get with other family members that are Christian or other family groups within your congregation okay, that you can communicate to because they, as Brother mentioned, uh, that we'll probably have a blackout, okay, blackout with electricity. So how are we going to communicate where, you know, all electricity, all electronics is run on electricity and, you know, everything's on a standstill. The only thing is, is to have that relationship and to build it up even better, to, to get closer to, to God, you know, on those times that we do have the time. I think that was a purpose, too, that he's making these judgments come to wake us up, to wake us up and pay attention to what he's really saying and what the prophets are saying, the messengers, 
okay? And we got to take heed. We got to be taking heed to what the prophets and messengers are saying. Because if, if we're not, then we're falling short. We're really falling short. And I hate to see that, you know, for your family, your friends, your coworkers, or even your, your, your congregation with your churches that you go to church with in your local state or area, you know, to be really be um, affected to the point that it's going to be unbearable, unbearable. It's nothing like we've never seen or felt with before, okay? So very difficult. And if you have really uh, uh, trouble trying to understand it, it's to always go to the Lord. He is our only hope the only hope that we can look to and trust other than, you know, our government, our leaders, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other questions, Brother uh, uh, Sister Wendy said that she heard that when the light goes out, uh, uh, the people will look up. People will look up. Look up. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, I've been told now, of course, the lights off is going to be in the three days of darkness. Okay, so that's coming. We know that's coming. It's been prophesied on this on the Lord's hour now. So, you know, we we, we, we got to look up, you know, uh, and to wait for our blessed hope to come. And it doesn't hurt. I'm always praying for him. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, come. You know, let's get, you know. We want to come home. Yes. Uh, Another question. question. The war war will be during the three days of darkness. Someone is asking. Wondering. Okay. We we don't know the the timing, okay? Uh, We talked about that earlier with Brother Elvie. We don't know. But as soon as we can probably get together, uh, we're going to bring it in prayer with the Lord, okay? But the main thing here, I believe, is he wants us to go to him individually because you know if we lose communication whether it be there's no cell phones no way of communicating there'll be no way where brother LV or I can communicate with you so the the only communication you have is directly from our holy God our God Almighty Lord Jesus Christ Yeshua HaMashiach right so that's where we're going to go ahead and get our communications is to depend on him, communicate with him every day, all right, in prayer, and just basically talk to him like what we're doing now on his, is this hour now. I, yes. I, I want to say something. Yes. Um, the Lord showed me that uh, when we came up back as an army of the Lord, and I saw I saw your armor and all that, the Lord showed me that he's been training you a lot on uh, taking the armor of God. It's something you've been talking to me for years now. Yes. Um, and I, I wanted you to come on and, and help okay. the brothers and sisters with that. I'm okay. sorry I didn't, I didn't ask you to bring the yeah. efficient and, and... Oh, no, no, no. That, that, that's okay. But, but since I, I know you, you, you do a... Two okay. advice you gave me today, which I want to mention. Yeah. Besides this, okay. Larry's prayer and the... Can you, can you, right. help, can you help Yeah. Me? Now, brothers and sisters, if if we have problems, right, within our family, of course, 
we have a lot of problems confronting of us. The, the, but the thing is now is what do we do, right? we got to go in prayer. And the thing is that I've been doing, which Brother Elvis mentioned ever since I followed him years ago in the Lord's Hour, was he mentions Brother Larry's prayer. And that is a complete prayer because you can do self-deliverance uh, through that prayer also, not just uh, repentance. It, it's removing the curses from you know from you and also from your generational line, ancestral lines. So it's imperative, right? The 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 prayer you can find on the lordhour.org. You can find it there. I suggest highly that you will make a copy just in case the communications uh, that we have a blackout that you cannot get, you know, put it in your laptop, you know, um, in your hard drive, uh, or even print it out on, on paper form, or even handwritten out if you ain't got a printer. Find some way where you can have that prayer and pray that prayer every day. It's been suggested to go in and pray uh, that prayer once in the morning and once in the evening, right? So, uh, yeah. And uh, the thing is, what he has taught me is about spiritual warfare, okay? We can find that in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 uh, to verse 18. And I have the prayer here for the... Uh, putting on the full armor of God. And this prayer you can also find on the lordshour.org. It's both in Spanish and in English. So those of our Spanish-speaking uh, saints, brothers and sisters, okay, it's in Spanish. So you can find it under, I think you placed it under what, Benjamin's Prayer? Sorry, I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where you find it. Besides, I think Brother Larry's prayer is on another page on the website. Uh, and this is, I'm going to say the prayer right now. I have it in front of me. Okay, this is posted on the website. And it's uh, putting on the full whole armor of God, not just certain pieces of, of, of the armor. Okay, and this is very important. And I do this every day. This is a daily prayer along with daily repentance. And it starts off like this. Holy Heavenly Father, in the mighty holy name of Jesus, please help and assist me to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Please equip me to put on the whole armor of God so I may be able to stand against the plans, the schemes of the devil's wicked tricks. For I wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So I must and will put on the full, complete, whole armor of God right now in the mighty holy name of Jesus to be able to withstand during these evil, perilous days to resist every attack of the enemy and having done all to the very end, standing firm to hold my ground in victory in Christ Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. As I stand ready always, having to put on the belt of truth 
around my waist, and having to put on the breastplate of righteousness of Christ, and putting on the, my feet with the shoes of the gospel of peace, and at all times standing faithfully upright, braced to put on a great fearless shield of faith, quenching every fiery dart, every flaming arrow of the evil wicked one. Okay, what he's saying here as far as the flaming dart and arrow is the lies that the devil tells us. Okay, he throws that at us as darts, flaming arrows, the lies, the deceits. Okay, those are the examples. And then continue on with the prayer and accepting to put on the helmet of salvation, having the mind of Christ, and speaking loudly and boldly the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, to battle in the Spirit against every demonic force of the enemy. Okay, those of us that have given the, the prayer in tongues, okay? I do pray in tongues. And, but if you don't, no worries. You can pray the English portion, okay, uh, of it. And then... To further, after this would be the next paragraph, I pray in addition for the blood of Jesus, a permanent protective hedge and a permanent wall of fire all around my sides, round about me, my family, my home dwelling place, and all of my possessions that you have blessed me with, all around the sides, round about my vehicle. And I pray for the angel of the Lord and his host of mighty warrior angels, to encamp in my home dwelling, my property perimeters, and my place of employment uh, with their flaming swords drawn out, ready to do battle, keeping all evil spirits, demonic forces from entering from the east to the west to the north to the south directions and above to the skies and below to the ground border to border, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit for all saints and watching with all perseverance to keep aware, alert, sober, being vigilant, and more importantly, never to give up, all in the mighty holy name of Jesus. I pray, I pray and believe victory. Amen and amen. Amen. So that's the complete prayer that the Holy Spirit had given me uh, to pray, to put on the, the whole armor of God. And we must do this daily, okay? Daily, along with repenting daily. Brother, yes. Sister Harasha, we say paper money too? Or does it matter? Say, say should, yeah. should, should people save paper money? Save paper money? Well, you know it's going to be useless because they're going to be changing to the digital money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say if you do have the money or any kind of savings put aside or money in your house, I would buy things that you can barter with, okay? And I believe everybody knows what bartering is, right, mm-hmm. where you can exchange one for one. Let's say, for example, you got a carpenter here and you got maybe uh, things that he wants, right? You can exchange, you know, his services to maybe build you something that you need on your property. At the same time, you can exchange it with what you have that 
that he might need. That's bartering. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be important to think about, and like I say, go to the Lord in prayer and find out which of the items that you're lacking or will need for the upcoming events, you know, that that are going to be approaching uh, as before we go home. So, uh, yeah. Is there any other questions? Go ahead, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Riera, so even that the cell tower I'm working inside of the phone, good, good idea. Uh, a what? Uh, a satellite Yeah. Satellite will be working for the cell phone. Okay. As you know, we're going to probably have an EMP sometime. We don't know what the timing of it is. Uh, I was, my main job in the military was uh, uh, satellite communications and radio communications. So once an EMP exploded, okay, it's not going to explode on the ground. It's going to be exploding in the atmosphere. They're going to be a, a blackout also with satellite communications. So whatever satellite phones you have, it, I mean, it's okay to keep it, but I, I would say that it'll probably be rendered useless, especially if Wars going on between the countries, between Russia, China, and against the U.S. The first thing they're going to do is military uh, operations is to knock out the satellites because the satellites is used to, to track uh, all kinds of military movements and their, uh, you know, and planning for their strategic uh, defensive and well, posturing uh, for preparation for war. So, yeah, if you have it, it's no problem. But keep in mind that there will be a blackout also with satellite communications. All communications. It, it don't pertain to anything, okay? Uh, Brother Elviot suggested one time about communicating with CB, okay? Yes, that, that's possible. And you can talk to other countries. It's what, what they call a skip zone, where the signal goes up into the sky and it can be bounced at a further distance. But then again, you, you know, it's simple to operate, so those of who, who have CB uh, radios can also go ahead and have that on a standby and possibly talk to other uh, uh, people within the United States or even down to the, uh, the islands, Dominican Republic, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, even to Guam. But Guam's out there, really, <laughs> if you ask me. It's, it's an eight-hour flight from Hawaii to Guam. So that's we're much closer to South Korea, Australia, and to Japan. We're about a two-hour flight either way. So we're really west of the United States, and that's where I was born. Uh, do I plan to go back? No. <laughs> I'm staying right here. I'm going to say, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. full contaminated with Iron Man, I was supposed to eat that, I guess, is the question. Uh, contamination what? With R R R mRNA. Oh. Okay. Uh, what more information can I give? I mean, that mRNA is is in the vaccine, right? But uh, now that they're going to vaccinate the animals. Right. Well, the thing is, is, is prey. I, 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 I can give you my opinion. But then again, you know, the first thing you do, uh, and that's the, to include me and Brother Elby, is to pray to the Lord and ask for his direction, okay? We know that the 
mRNA or mnRNA, it has the tendency to change the DNA, whether it be human or our pets and all that. The, the thing is, is to pray that, you know, since it is a, a device that's used to uh, change in, in our DNA, then we could pray for the Lord to deactivate the device, right? But we got to be right with him first. We have to commit ourselves daily to have that relationship because once you got that relationship, you can, you know, do self-deliverance within whoever was in your family or healing, okay? Healing. You, you can do that uh, because he's given us the power of authority to do that. And I'm pretty sure that Brother Buddy has covered all kinds of scriptures about, you know, uh, the Word of God. Uh, one brings into mind is Luke 10:19. And could you look that up? Do, do you have that? Uh, to paraphrase on Luke ten nineteen, it says that, Behold, I give you power to thread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power over the enemy. Well, who is the enemy? It's not, it, it's, you know, you're going to have to really to dig into to the to the word right our enemy is the devil and satan himself so if he's given us the complete authority we got the authority to speak to it because <laughs> he you know uh he's afraid that you know we have this power you know and and of course matthew uh in chapter 18 16 he's given us the keys of the kingdom of heaven whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven Whatever we lose, we lose in heaven. And that's part when we do spiritual warfare. As we, what I just read, you know, putting on the warfare. The only offensive weapon that we have in our armor is the word of God. Okay? That is the only offensive weapon. The rest are all defensive weapons. Okay? The shoes of peace. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, okay, the shield of faith. All those are our defensive weapons. The only offensive weapon is when we speak the word of God. We have to speak it out loud. We're going to proclaim it, okay? We're going to have to really put it out there, to, you know, because that's what... What they call, I believe, is the rhema word, okay? The rhema word. And if you speak at it, all the demons and all that, they're going to flee because they know that you have the power and you're suited up with the, the armor of God. And just for a word of knowledge, I was telling Brother Elby this, was that I was sharing to him that I was shown that our whole armor is the Holy Spirit. So the thing is, if you have not been reborn again to have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit within you, please do so at this time. Sister Barbara, God Healer 7 channel, says on Acts 2.38, repent, right? It says repent. 
and receive, I'm paraphrasing now, okay? Repent and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So seek the Lord. Ask the Lord because, you know, he's, he's he, you know, we're his child, right? Amen. And he's going he's gonna to provide us with what we need. You know, there's no reason why. But we got to get right with him first. We got to be obedient. We got to follow his commandments. We got to hear his voice as to, you know, hear what he's got for us to do, right? So anytime we're in disobedience, guess what? He's going to put us in the wilderness, which he has done with me, mm-hmm. okay? And it's not fun in the wilderness. As the children of Israel was, mm-hmm. you know, taking 40 years to, to reach the promised land, right? So you don't want to be out there. <laughs> don't let him put you out there. Please seek him with all your heart. You know, and I, I've been picking up gold nuggets from Brother Elvie. Every time he speaks on the program, I'll be picking up that golden nugget and, and just taking it and going back into the Word, reading the Bible, and then prayer to the Lord. Lord, I don't really understand this. Could you show me? Show me what it is that I need to know. He'll let you know. But then again, going back now, remember, I believe that the Word says that you've got to be born of the water and born of the Spirit in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'm paraphrasing, right? That's not the complete word, but I'm paraphrasing. Okay? So if you're not born again of the water, please get baptized. Please. And to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay? You can look for those scriptures in, in the book of Luke. Or excuse me, the book of Acts. I'm sorry. Please excuse me. The book of Acts. Read the whole book of Acts. It's going to tell you right there and let the Holy Spirit reveal it to you. And one thing that I picked up way back when, Brother Elby had said on the program, it says before you open your Bible is to pray, just to pray to ask for the Lord to reveal his word to you. And I've been doing that ever since, and this is years and years ago. So that was the nugget that I picked up. So, you know, what does it say about hearing of the word, brother? Refresh my memory. Not to be a hearer, but be doer. Be a doer of the word, right? Not mm-hmm. just to be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. So we, we cannot be sitting, like I said, we can't be sitting on the fence. You know, be one day with, with God and in the other, we're going to be dealing with our self-desires, our cares of this world. No, we can't do that, especially these times, these times that we're in. Please, brothers and sisters, devote your time in prayer, reading the word, because he would reveal his word to you, you know. And ask, pray to ask those simple words. Pray to ask. Uh, is there any other questions on the chat room, brother? Thank you, Lord. Um, people were asking, um, first it was about, Sylvia says she's about afraid about the INA. Okay. 
Hold on a second. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Um. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I want what I want to say is that, uh, and it, this is because some people will ask me question about something, and I say that if God is convicting you uh, about something in your heart and your spirit, um, then if He's already telling you no or or yes, an example, because both no and yes are anointed. Uh, yes is not more anointed than they know. They're both the same level of anointing and yes and no. Jesus said, let your yes be yea, nay, and yes and no is the word. So what I'm saying is um, if, if, if you're asking me about something that the Lord is already convicting you for, just be obedient to the Lord. Because that's what Deuteronomy 28 says about hearing the voice of the Lord. Sometimes you don't hear a voice directly. So a lot of time it's a knowing. God lets you know into your knowing of something that you should not be doing or should be doing. An example. So I'll give you a, a dream or a vision. So. You know, if if God is already convicting you in your heart of something, just listen to the Lord. Listen to the Lord, and you can pray more about it. You can ask, say, Lord, uh, can you can you confirm this to me even more? Give me a dream about it. If you know if what I'm doing is is of you or not, or sh- if I should be doing this or not, and the Lord will give it to you. He's faithful. He is faithful. Amen. And, uh, yeah, Sister Regina says that the blood is not the same in the vaccinated as it, as it is in the unvaccinated. Yes, that's true. There's a, there's a, there's a, because the vaccinated blood has been contaminated. Right. Well, well from, from what I hear from on the different uh, alternative website is the changing of the DNA. Uh, I believe the RMNRA. NRA uh, changes our DNA, and what it does, it cuts out mm-hmm. the God gene that's in our DNA, and it splices in an another gene that is probably from the fallen angel. Okay, and that's probably part of the vaccine. And with the new pandemic that be coming, uh, or plague that's coming. I'm pretty sure that they're going to really, really hamper down to get all people who have not been vaccinated to get vaccinated. But then again, trust the Lord. Go to the Lord, as Brother Elvie had mentioned. Seek him with all your heart, you know. Uh, and he'll either give you a dream, a vision, just like what Brother Elvie has said, uh, and, and go in the scriptures, because how the Lord speaks to me, I don't hear his voice, an audible voice, okay? He stirs my spirit within me, okay? And then he leads me to the scripture when I open up my Bible and I tell him, reveal the word to me, Lord. What do you want to show me, okay? And as soon as I open the book, he'll either lead you to a scripture that you're going to, 
And if you don't understand it, ask for the understanding of it. Pray to ask. It's that simple. <clears throat> but now you got to wait on the Lord now, okay? you got to have that patience. Remember, the fruits of the Spirit, okay? If you're walking in the Spirit, you're born in the Spirit, I'm going to say all the nine elements or the traits of the fruit of the Spirit. It's love, joy, peace, okay? Gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, all right? And then patience, patience, and self-control. So we got to take these traits now and understand that. And if we operate and walk in the spirit, we need to operate in those traits. No two ways about it. So, but to seek and you shall find, right? Knock on his door, you know. But at the same time, we have to have the fruits of the Spirit in us to have that patience until we get that answer. For some of us, if we're really dedicated, motivated to be in his word, he'll probably answer us right then and there. But if you don't, don't get discouraged, don't get discouraged. Keep pushing on, all right? Push on. Move forward. Don't be stagnated. Don't stay right where you're at because he's testing you. All it is, Brother Nelvi and I had talked at one time. He had told me what Brother Larry had told him. He said, we are going to be tested at the last second before we leave out of here. I Confirm that. Yeah, me. Father told him that. Right? Father told Brother uh, Larry that, right? Mm-hmm. So, brothers and sisters, that's the keynote. The keynote. We have to wait on the Lord on everything. He may answer you maybe quickly or stir your spirit to say yes or no. Then, you know, you'll get your answer. But if you don't, Please operate within the fruit of the Spirit, having the patience, the self-control, okay? And, of course, if you're unsettled with it, pray to ask for to be in his rest, okay? With the troubling times that we are in now, all right, it's very important to have, to be resting in the Lord. Amen. Okay? And ask for the joy of the Lord. Okay, and that's one of the fruit of the Spirit is having that joy, all right, having the joy that we are going home soon, regardless of what's coming about, what cataclysmic events are coming, whether martial law or anything else that's coming to this world, okay? We shouldn't be focused on that. We should be focused on Jesus, okay, because he's going to pull us through. He is our carrier, all right? He's going to carry us through. But are you going to be on his side are you going to be a servant that's going to have the, the fruit of the spirit of having the traits in you to have that patience, the self-control, the love, okay, the gentleness, the kindness, the goodness, okay, the peace within your heart, okay? So, yeah, you know, for this is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice and be glad on it. That's the day when we're going to go home. So be looking for that. All the rest we can put aside, just focus on the Lord or 
his word because he is the word. I was telling Brother Elvis, that's how he speaks to me. He, he is the word. And he, all, all the time when I open up the Bible, he points to something to me. And I'll be sharing it with Brother Elvis, And he says, wow. And, and, and you know, uh, a, a little backstory, okay? And uh, I was in Maryland. And Brother Elvie had broadcast, this is way back, I believe, in 2012, at the, uh, the latter part of 2012. And Brother Elvie had mentioned on the program, I was hearing him. I didn't know personally Brother Elvie at that time. I was just brought to by the Lord to listen on his program. And I was. I was listening intently, okay, very uh, intently into in what he was saying on the program. And... Something just stirred in my spirit that when he said that the Lord is going to move him down here to North Carolina, all right, and to build a community, that stirred me in my spirit. I immediately, okay, went and got a trash bag, okay, packed the trash bag with all the clothes that I can carry in my car. And everything else that, that that I can load up. And I left Maryland. Okay. And I I'm a AAA member, and I had uh, their agent uh, reserve a room for me. And lo and behold, the Lord had met uh, us to meet at the same hotel, which I did not know this. The same hotel that that was located here in North Carolina, you know, and I got to meet with Brother Elvie in person. (laughs) I said, here, uh, I'm here to go ahead and help you. I've been sent here, you know, but I did it in obedience. You know, I didn't wait for nothing. I I moved on on the stir of my spirit of what the, the, the situation is, that he was placing Brother Elvie down here to go ahead and build this community, you know, and we're still waiting. And God has been our provider. Yes, God uh-huh. has been our provider ever since. And here we are. We're still here. We haven't you know, locked anything. No, we have not locked anything. Thank He's provided God. us with with everything that we need, right? And th- that's just everything we need and more. And more, yes. Thank you for correcting me, brother. Yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Amen. He's faithful. He's faithful. You know, he's always faithful. He's so kind. He's loving. He loves us, sisters and brothers. There's never be a day where you know that I I'll be in joy, regardless of what's going on. Uh, brother and Elvie, we talking about the events. Says, brother, hey, you know, yeah, that's coming. But you know, we got got one greater that that is above everything that that's happening on this world. We and don't like Abraham. We we didn't went to, to Sodom and Gomorrah. We came to the mountain. There you go. <laughs> God brought us to the mountain. I like that. Yes. Where, where the presence of God is and, yeah. and we are in peace with God and we're 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 close with God up here. Yes. That when people come and visit us and, and they they can they can feel the presence of God so so close up in the mountain. Mm-hmm. That they don't feel that in the town, in the city, down in the valley. Right. You know, Law was having a really difficult time down the valley. Yes. Abraham was in the presence of God up in the mountain. Yes. 
And in the presence of God up here, we, we, we enjoy things that is hard to describe to the people that are in the valleys. Right. I, I feel sad for people that are in cities right now that are down the valleys mm-hmm. that are not where we are up here in the presence of God because it, 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 we were telling them things mm-hmm. that sometimes they find impossible right. because where they are is so much wickedness and evil, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. But up here... God, by God, love and mercy, we are kept by God. And God is going to keep this uh, city of Asheville, this mountain. Amen. He, he, his promise is that we're going to be secure here. Amen. And the community we're going to come together. We're all going to come together. We will be secure. We will be protected. The Lord himself will protect us. His mighty angel will protect us here. My brother and sister. But down in other places, People don't have these choices that we'd have, and that's sad. But God has told many people to come up here. The Lord has, because Jesus told me that this in December at the end of 2022, that he had told many that have been disobedient to come up here, and they have not, you know. So it's something that God's going to deal with them about it, but they have missed a blessing that they would have if they would have come because they probably would have heard the voice of God for the first time. Amen. God would have been speaking to them mm-hmm. and, 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 and giving them dreams and vision and, and talking to them. And they would have been much higher in communication with God and relationship because as a Christian, the most important thing there is is relationship with God. Amen. If you miss that as a Christian, you'll be confused. How many Christians I meet that are confused? Pastor, minister, writing to me from other state, other country, California, different country. Confused. They don't know which way to go. You know? And and when they listen to time, they come across the program online, they immediately write to me because they feel a presence of God in them. They say, wow, brother, where are you? I'm up here in the mountain. You know? They, that's what they want. Some people tell me, that's what I want. That's what I want. When I watch a program, that God touched me. That's what I want. I want to, well, you know, you have to be led by the Lord. Amen. And that, that, that's what's missing. That's what's missing. And I feel sad because these are pastor life congregation, Amen. you know, that are in this trouble. And, and, and they are in different places. And, and, but, you know, like Abraham, go to the mountain. God leads you to the mountain. We were up in the city up north. And, and when God told us about this, bringing us to the mountain. I remember Brother Larry and I were on the phone. We were talking about this, and then we were me. We would talk about this. And, and, and I told him, well, God is leading me to the mountain, Brother Larry. And we didn't know which mountain, but then God revealed to us that these are the mountains he wanted us to come because we, we, we kept praying, we kept seeking God, and, and, and as long as he leads you. But the Lord told me he's going to bring people up here. There will be five thousand plus people that are going to come to the community you know and he showed me the other days that more than that will be coming to heaven and the rapture follower of the Lord's hour and he has shown me this several times and I'm very happy for that we're not disregarding anyone listening at home because there are people that are listening at home that write to me sometimes brother Ovi you know I'm not in the chat room I listen in my house, on my cell phone, my computer, Skype, and, and you don't see me, but I'm there listening. 
You know, I'm your sister, I'm your brother in Christ. And I've been listening to you from the beginning, faithfully. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. They're family that faithfully write to us almost every single week. And when I take my P.O. bus for the Lord's Tower, there are people every single week writing to us, family. They're not in the chat room. They're not on the cell phone listening. They're listening on Skype. And the thing with Skype, it doesn't show up here, your number. It's only show up the, the local, you know. So, you know. And, and so, you know, I thank God for each and one of them. Great family in the Lord. They keep us in prayer, you know. We're, we're more than 5,000 strong. I know that. We're more than 5,000 strong people here, family in the Lord Tower, brothers and sisters, my brother and sister. And we're going to get together here in North Carolina. The Lord showed me that this is going to happen. God's going to make this happen. Jesus said to me, this is God's work. So it's not about, uh, it's not about my work or our work. This is God's work. And it's going to be done, the Lord says. He told me not to worry about it. So it's going to be, be done in God's timing here, perfect timing. And I believe it's closed before we begin this work. I truly believe it's closed. My brother and sister, I asked the Lord the other day. He said, yes, it's closed. So I, I go by what he says, my brother and sister. I don't go by, well, let me look at my bank account. No. Because, see, when you say, I, I don't have the money, or I don't have this, or I don't have that, you, you're, you're, see, what, see what you, let me tell you what you're doing in faith. You're limiting yourself in God. Amen. When you look and say, well, I don't have the money for this. Yeah. Well, I don't have money for that. I have people that contacted me years ago. Thank you. The Lord, Lord likes that. The Lord likes that. They contacted me years ago. The Lord called them into ministry. But they say to me that because they didn't have the money, they didn't want to do ministry. You know that when the Lord sent me to do ministry, I barely have any money for God. The money that I have for food, for myself, because I was single back then for so many years. The money that I had for food, after I would give my tithes and offering, pay, pay my bills where I was living, it was just enough money for food. It's what I used for God, for the ministry. Amen. So I had to divide the forty, fifty dollars I had left a week between food and gas. And you know that forty dollars or fifty dollars that I just have for the week is not enough to fill a tank to travel the mile that I was traveling um, three times a week to this place, and then. Uh, twice a week to the church and once a week on Saturday morning to this other uh, we were going to three prisons and then it became four and then I would have to do local uh, evangelism we had, we had a, a what we used to call a cell a group of brothers and sisters that we would minister in people's homes I would have to go to the hospital I would have, that money would have to give me enough to go to the hospital every week and, and take me to the nursing home take me to the place to minister to people, and, and God made it enough. I don't know. I don't know how $40, $50 was enough for me to do so much ministry, but God made it possible. And so if I say I didn't have to, if I didn't say, well, I only have $50 for shopping for the week, it's not going to be enough for me to do ministry, 
those hundreds and thousands of people that were, that God used me to lead to the Lord would have not been saved if I didn't exercise my faith in the Lord. So that's that's where you you have to you got to trust the Lord even with what you don't have. Amen. You have to say, I don't have the money, but I'm going to be obedient to the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Obedient is better than sacrifice. Sacrifice is the money that you can sacrifice for God. Obedient is better than money. Better than sacrifice. Because you can say every week, I have to sacrifice $1,000 for God or $500 for God. That's a sacrifice you make because you got bills, you got responsibility. When you do obedient, whatever you give to God and the obedient is part of the is part of your joy, not part of your suffering. When you give it, you get joy from the Lord mm-hmm. in your spirit because you're being obedient. Obedient is better than sacrifice because obedient brings joy. Sacrifice brings pain. Because you say, I have to pay this for my own money. I have to do ministry for my own money. No. I do I do with what God provides me to, my brothers and sisters. And God is faithful to continue to provide, my brothers and sisters. Remember when Elijah was sent to the widow's home, she didn't have enough for Elisha and her and her son. It was just a little bit for their, her son and her to die. But Elisha says to her, give me first. And the oil will not end in your home. And when she gave Elisha first, and then her her son, she divided what she had between God and her and her son. Because Elisha represented Jesus. Elisha represented God. So she had to take half of what she had. It was what I did with the ministry. I had to take the $50 and divide it between God and then me. We do the opposite. It's me, what I need first, and the leftover what if I can give to God. And that, that's a, that doesn't work with God. Amen. God says, serve me first, Elijah says. Serve me first. And that was the beginning of her blessing. That was the beginning of my blessing. When I served God first, I'm going to take this money and I'm going to give it to God. And if 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 I'm if I got to do so much ministry and the fifty dollars nothing is left, like it happens sometimes, put money in the car. And I remember the week I had twenty dollars left, and I was thinking how to go and do shopping with twenty dollars. Because full price, it was already going up. And our brother comes to me. He had a daughter and a wife. And says, we have nothing to eat in my house. <laughs> and I have $20. What a, what a test. What a test. Because in the moment, I know that by obedience, I got to give him my $20. Because he was my brother in Christ that I love so much. You know? And, and I wanted his, his daughter because the children to me come first in food, you know. Yes. I wanted his daughter to to eat, and his wife. So I said, here, here's the twenty dollar, and go and go, and and, and 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 buy whatever you can. Buy some meat. Buy you know you know do whatever you can. He said, oh, thank you. And he said to me, are these your last twenty dollars? These are, those are the only twenty dollars I have. 
and you're giving it to me, brother. Why? He gave me a hug. He says, no, go ahead, brother. Don't worry about it. It's up for the Lord. It's up for the Lord. Go ahead. And then I'm, I'm going around my drawers in the kitchen looking for a can of food to eat. And all of a sudden, I'm opening, and I found one ready to go. I don't know how they got there because I don't remember buying it. And that was what I was thinking. I don't think I have any more food because I gone through it, and there was nothing, but I opened the drawer, and there it was. God did the miracle right there, and I was able to eat, you know. And then he asked me later on, I said, no, I ate. God, God provided you know, it's part of my testimony. He never let me go hungry. He always provided. When I didn't have, he had, because in heaven there's no lack. Exactly. And the new earth, as he showed me, we're going to have more than enough. Especially some, some of us have went through the time when we had nothing, but we believe God. Amen. Imagine leaving your house, having nothing to do ministry, and you're ministering to people who, who have a lot of money who can write you a check, but they don't know what you're going through. You have to keep it quiet because it's between God and me. If I'm hungry, if I don't have any money to pay my bills, since I'm doing ministry for God, it's between God and me. I cannot go there and say, look, if you send me an offer, I'm going to give you a tremendous message today, or I'm going to give you this and that. No, because then I'm selling the gospel. I'm not here to sell the gospel. Jesus says, buy the truth, but don't sell it. Amen. That's what he says in Proverbs. Buy the truth, but don't sell it. I can't sell it. Jesus himself told me this. When I wanted to write a book, I said, Lord, I want to write a book about my testimony about heaven. And he says, no, buy the truth and don't sell it, he says. He, doesn't, he won't allow me to write a book. My brother insisted. He told me not to sell the truth. Cannot be so. So it's walking by faith and seeing the provision of the Lord. Like when Israel and Moses got to the Red Sea and there was nowhere to go. And God says to Moses, see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. See the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Many Christians have not seen the salvation of the Lord. You need to see the salvation of the Lord. And I'm, just, I'm not talking now about your soul being saved. Now I'm talking about you seeing God's provision in your life. God opening that door. When, when Sister Luna was saying, I need to change my job. Now you got to trust that the God who provided you the job first takes you to the second job. Amen. Because what a coincidence that I was doing the same job she's doing now. Mm. Same job she's doing now. I had it up north. And God took me out of that place. Told me to trust the Lord. I was making good money doing it. God says, no, leave it. You know, why? Because it takes obedience with God. And you say, God, in the moment God convicts you, convicts you in your heart that you should move from something, a job, or and you do it. God, you told me in obedience. You don't look and see and say, well, God, you told me to move to that place, but the, the place is too high in price. Mm -hmm. No. You're, you're asking the, the one that, uh, who owns silver and gold, brother. Amen. And his word says we got to walk by faith, right, but not by sight. So anything we see in the physical, it doesn't mean that, you know, in, in the spiritual sense, 
that, you know, we have to see what the unseen is. Uh, Brother Ben, tell, tell them that when we came to North Carolina, yes. we didn't have a place to stay. We were staying in a hotel. Yeah, we were staying in a hotel, okay? <laughs> Thank and you, Lord. Brother Elvie had uh, found an apartment in an apartment complex. And here I was, still looking for an apartment. All. God provided. <laughs> God provided. I tell you, it was weeks, but I waited. I, I was staying in my car, you know. And to deal with it. And finally, a breakthrough comes in. And I went to visit Brother Elvie at the, the apartment and said, hey, listen, <laughs> you know, go and apply for it. And guess what? When I did, boom, I was approved to stay in the same apartment complex as Brother Elvie was. But it took that time where I, I didn't murmur. I did not, uh, you know, panic. I waited on the Lord. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit is the patience, because he will answer in in due time. It's not the time that we want to have it happen. It's when he, because everything is in perfect timing with God, with Jesus. Amen? Amen. And, you know. uh, But it it never, never, see, the thing that that people got to notice is, I didn't have, we didn't have a place, no. but I never stopped preaching the gospel here. Amen. And I never told the people here on the Lord Tower, I need you to send me an emergency donation right. exactly. because my family and I don't have a place to live. Amen. Never, 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 never. Yeah. My, my thing is with the Lord. Lord, you brought us here. Mm-hmm. You, you, you told us to come here. We came here in obedience. You'll be the one who's going to open the door. And when I went through that door... The woman saw me as an angel. You know what she says to me? I have over 100 applications here for this place. But I feel that I need to give it to you. Yeah. I have here my desk. She said, look, look at my desk. Over 100 applications here for this place that just opened up for you and your family. Wow. I feel that I need to give it to you. The woman was shaking there talking to me in the office. I knew it was God. God had let her know clearly, you need to give that to this family. Praise God. And gave us the place. It was a temporary place. We could have stayed as long as we wanted, but I took it as a temporary place because we knew that we were going to own a place. Amen. And, and then God God kept opening the door. And that same place got opened, Brother Ben, another door there. Yes. I you know, and, and Brother Ben had his own place there. But, you know. It's, it's where God wanted us to be. Every place we've, we've been has been temporarily, I say, because God, God wanted us to have our own place mm-hmm. where, where he knew this mess was going to come. We own our own place now, and, and we're ready for whatever mess come to help family, to help people. Now, remember, brothers and sisters, this was way back in 2013 now, okay? <laughs> and it's yeah. now 2023. Ten years later. Ten years later. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we thank the Lord. Praise you, God. Faithful. You know, faithful. faithful. He's faithful. Yes. He's he faithful. loves us, brothers and sisters. And going back to what I reiterated earlier, if the Lord is telling you or have the unction within your spirit to be where you're supposed to be, to move away from the coastline, 
whether it be the East Coast or the West Coast, please heed the word or the stirring of your spirit, okay? Or either that, be prepared to be going home if you're right with the Lord. you got to be right with the Lord, you know. Thank you, amen. Amen. That's so, the most important thing. You know, thing. if you're not being told to go anywhere, hunker down where you're at, seek the Lord every day, pray every day, repent every day, as Brother Elliot mentioned, and just, you know, like I was telling Brother Elvie, not only do we pray and we seek the Lord, but also what I do is to praise and worship Him. If you need to sing to Him, I sing to Him. I don't have a good voice. <laughs> okay? I don't have a good voice. But I tell you what, I do sing to Him. You know? I know He hears me because I can feel His presence. You know? I have not seen the Lord physically. All right? But I sense His presence. And He loves us. He could be any one of us. But it's just taking that that next step to go deeper, to going, like Brother Elvis says, a relationship, okay, a relationship. That's what he wants. He wants a relationship and a fellowship with him, okay? Not only that, you know, we respect him as our holy God, but he's our friend. Amen. It says that in his word. He's our friend, so he could ha- you could have him as a best friend. So on the times of trouble that, that you're dealing with, talk to him as a friend besides prayer and then praise and thanking him. And that's another thing, too. Uh, I do have a prayer that the Holy Spirit has given me. We're going to be posting it on the website. It's a prayer of thanking God every day because that's going to bring and to motivate the blessing, okay, that whatever you're praying for, what you're lacking, I believe that that prayer is going to help you to, you know, uh, open that door, like Brother Elvi says, to open the door and have the Lord bless you with whatever that you're asking him, Amen. right? So praise and worship. Not only do we pray and, you know, read his word, but praise and worship is, is very important. Amen. That's him. Yeah. That, that's that's part of the the relationship with the Lord that you need to practice every day. Amen. Now Sunday, I want to say that because we there was a lot of question on Sunday in in um, in regard to what we were talking about on Sunday, where where when the person kills another person, it, it, it opens the door for a spirit. Okay. You know, so I went in prayer with the Lord. I was talking to the Lord. I was very tired at the end of Sunday, and I apologize that I, I closed the shower and too close on Sunday. I usually give people more time to talk with one another. I truly apologize for that, but I was very tired, very, very tired. So when I went and laid down, um, I felt the Lord ministering to me. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I know he was ministering to me because I was very tired. I said, Lord, I'm very tired. And the Lord understands. I, I had I was all day long Sunday, whether I was in prayer, I was in the Word, and I was preaching in Spanish, and I was I was preaching in English, and it was three hours and nine an hour plus in the early time, and it was all day long nonstop. And my daughter was even off still waiting for me. She didn't want to go to sleep. She had to go to school. 
she was waiting for me to put her to, to sleep. So, okay. So I lay down and I began to talk with the Lord. And and um, I have people writing me, people testing me. But I wanted to have that time with the Lord because I said, you know, I was thinking, Lord, that I said it wrong about the opening the door, uh, uh, that you open the door of a spirit if you kill someone. And then I said, Lord, the Lord let me know that the word I gave was from him. I said, Lord, that word that I know that came out of my mouth, was it was your word. So he confirmed me. But then I asked the Lord, where is it in the Bible? It was my question to the Lord. I said, Lord, where is it in the Bible that I can come back and tell my brothers and sisters? And then the Lord said to me, the, the king's soul, was not King soul possessed by a demon? And what opened the door for him? To be impossessed by a demon. So again, the Lord answered me with his word and answered me, where would I find it in the Bible? My brother insisted, Cain Saul was possessed by a demon. And he was he opened the door for what he did. Okay? And notice what he wanted to do afterward. He wanted to kill David. See, that same demon he had. Okay, that possessing clean soul that only when 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 um David will sing to the Lord next to him and when that demon will, will give will give King Saul rest. Not necessarily leave because King Saul did not confess to the Lord what he did. You see the difference? One thing if you do it for whatever reason you think it is, but you repent. David repented. King Saul did not. So the demon never left soul. It will only receive rest from, King Saul will receive rest when David played his instrument. Remember that? Right. That's why they chose David as a psalmist. And he will play the King Saul, and the demon will give him rest. But in the moment David will leave, what happened? Right. The demon returned to torment him again. Because King Saul was not repenting sincerely. And Jesus says to me, King Saul, was not King Saul possessed by a demon? And then he says to me, what opened the door, Jesus says to me. And I was blown away by his answer to me laying in bed like, wow, that's what I, I needed to hear that from the Lord. Because even though I have been reading the Bible for so many years, sometimes I need a reminder for him from the Lord. So remember that King Saul opened the door to that demon to ruin his life, and he changed. You can see how aggressive King Saul began. You know, you want to go there and read it. You saw how aggressive he began, he, he got with David. He almost, at one time he almost killed David. When he threw, I think it was one time he threw his, his sword, I think the Bible says. I'm not sure. And, and, and David had to practically run out of the room because he, when the demon possessed him, he he would you know um uh, the shed of blood my brother and sister a spear thank you sister thank you a spear okay you you may want to read that to mine in your bible look it up and read it i believe it's in first it's in first king and first chronicle which is where it is and i tell you that the, David ran from Saul. He ran. He ran out of the room. 
he ran from his presence. And remember when his a King Saul's daughter, which David married, has to protect David because Saul wanted to kill him. Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Brother Shah. Saul threw the spear, and David tried to pin him to the wall. David jumped out of the way, so the spear missed him and stuck in, um, and stuck in the wall. That night, David ran away. Okay? And the Saul sent men to watch David's house. Thank you. And stay there all night. So you see the problem that came out of that. Amen. But David's wife, Micah, warned him, and she says, you might run away tonight and save your life. Okay? This behavior of Kim Saul, he opened the door for the demon to come in his life, and the killing opened the door for the demon. He wanted to kill David. So it's something that keeps happening. Lest you repent and seek deliverance, as Brother Ben was saying, read Brother Larry's prayer, one, Use that. That's a powerful tool. Yes, it is a tool. And Brother Ben also put up, you got prayer in your, yes. your page also. Right. On my prayer page in the lordshour.org, there's certain prayers that I, uh, Brother Elvia uh, put it on the website. is both in English and Spanish. Yes. We had our dear brother Tony from, I hope I, you know, from uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And he was so graciously... Uh, Yes. Uh, wanted to serve the Lord. He, he's listening. He must be listening. <laughs> uh, and I hope he's listening, Brother Tony. But we thank you, Brother Tony, for your, your cooperation to translate the prayers that I had into Spanish so that we can share it to our Spanish uh, brothers and sisters, you know, located, you know, worldwide, you know. Uh, we got mm-hmm. Brother, who's the one from Colombia? Oh, Brother Miguel. Miguel. Yeah. I don't know if he's here, but you always hear Yeah, right? he is. He okay. Is. Uh, hello, Brother Miguel. This is Brother Ben. Um, My dear Brother Miguel, so many years. Yeah, I know. He's, he's always mentioning that, and, and, and boy, what a blessing. Uh, we are praying for your mother, Brother Miguel. So, yes. yeah, just just hang on tight, Brother. Yes, God is good. God is good, yes. He, the Lord says he's going to help your mom, so amen. Oh, yes. another thing, before we, we move on, uh, I know we're jumping from topic to topic here. Yes. But I mentioned last time, and Brother Elvia brought it to my attention, that, uh, you know, uh, I believe it's better to put my email on the chat room if you want to go ahead and request for prayer. Brother Elvia is going to do that on the chat room right now is to put my email. So if you have a prayer request. You want your regular email? Yes. Okay. Uh, Regular email. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and voice it out is B as in boy, P as in Paul, F as in Frank, dot, rapture, the word rapture, R as in Roger, A as in Apple, P as in Paul, T as in uh, Tango, U as in uniform, R as in Romeo, E as in Echo, at gmail.com. Okay? That is my email address. And if you need prayer... Uh, or, you know, uh, a question that, that you might want to ask if we have missed it on the chat room here because, you know, we're, we're, we only have one screen here and we're both kind of sharing it. And it's it's not where I can uh, reel it, read it. And I had Brother Elby read it to me. 
But if you got any questions, please feel free to uh, get in contact with me through my email. And my email is posted on the chat room. Okay? And the, the thing is, is that we'll put you on the, our prayer list. If you're needing prayer for your family or, or whatever the situation is, we'll definitely pray for you. Okay? Because that's one area here as part of the ministry is that, you know, uh, prayers of the righteous person avails much. Very powerful. Okay, so as Brother Elvie say, uh, you know, we're up here in the mountain. We're at the top. And, and, and it's, it's anointed up here. So if you're being led to come up this way, uh, pray to the Lord and have a confirmation, you know, uh, if you're being to, to come here. Uh, and do like what we did. I took a big leap of step to come up here, okay? A big leap of step without nothing but a vehicle and, and the clothes that I packed. So, you know, um, do it in obedience to the Lord. Uh, and, of course, you know, of this events that are coming with the, the eastern tsunami and the earthquake in California, I highly suggest for those that are li- live on the both coastline, the east coast and the west coast, if you are told by the Lord to move out of there and to advise your other family members that are located in the coastline is to move inland to wherever the Lord leads you, whether it be leads you here in Asheville, then so be it. But depend on the Lord for the provisions that he's going to provide a door to open where you can do it. Okay? Depend on him and pray to him. If you want prayer, then you have my email. you got Brother Elmi's email. Because everybody knows Brother, uh, Brother Elvie's email. So if you can't get a hold of me, then check with Brother Elvie and then he'll, t- you know, I, I normally be with him. Most of the time, I don't live too far from him. I'll take about a five-minute drive from where I live to where he lives here in Asheville, West Asheville. Okay, so, yeah, just in case I miss your email, Mm -hmm. please get in contact with Brother Elvie and say, hey, you know, this person has been getting a hold of you, and then I'll, you know, I'll go ahead and respond. And and if you're requesting prayer, we're going to add you on the prayer list. Uh, We're going to... Pray for you daily. But always, always, always seek the Lord first because his word says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you, right? Amen. So go before the Lord in prayer. And if you need additional, you know, motivation or additional prayer, then, yeah, please, by all means, get in touch with us through our email. Amen. And we all we all stay in contact. Like, uh, sometimes I email Sister Amy, uh, Brother Chance, all, all the brothers and sisters, we all stay in contact with one another. Um, um, even if, if, I, if, I, if I need them to come on the air or I invite them to come on the Lord Child, they'll come. They'll be willing to come. I just know that uh, I know Sister Amy move her down her candle down to 
Morgantown, which is about, I would say, 30 minutes, 25 minutes, around there. And so it's, it's a longer travel for her, and I'm sure they come a little later from work. So I don't, I don't, I don't ask her to come on the Lord's Tower like I used to anymore because I understand they come from work tired. But she, she has said to me, Valerie, any time you want me to come on the Lord's Tower, you know, just message me and, you know, I'll come. So all of our brothers and sisters, we stay in communication. Sometimes when, I'm, when I have an important uh, message, I, I go on my Gmail and I email all the brothers and sisters, Amy, everyone, and they all respond back to me, hey, yes, brother, yes, yes. Sometimes they let me know they have listened to the program. And it's just everything is for the different timing. Remember that after COVID, everything changed. So everyone's working different hour, different timing. So it's so difficult. I've been the only one that has stayed on the Lloyd Tower, even through the COVID and before and after. Still at 8 o'clock Eastern time, 8 to 11. We have not changed the time. And, and, and been doing it for all this year nonstop because I know it's for the Lord. But, yes, I, we stay in contact with all my brothers and sisters. You know, Brother Body sometimes messages me or call me. We'll talk on the phone. We all stay in contact, my brother and sister. None of us, not, not often, not constant, because it's a different hour. But, you know, they let me know they're in prayer for us. We're in prayer for, for them, my brother and sister. We, we are 5,000 plus strong. And, and we all, we're all praying for one another. My brother John from Minnesota. I know he's busy. Sometimes I'll call him, we'll talk, or he'll call me, and we'll we'll stay in communication. My brother and sister, everyone, um, I mean, I have all those people in the email, and and believe me, it, it's we, as you see in the in the Facebook, five thousand four, almost five thousand people there plus, and the other account the same, and the other Facebook account the same, and then in the Gmail the same. MSN, I look the same, uh, thousands of people, and people email me, my brother and sister, hallelujah, and, and we stay in contact, they'll let me know, sometimes they need prayer for something or for someone, and they'll email me also, and, you know, I let them know, yes, amen, you know, uh, none of us um, are not talking with each other, we are talking with each other. And I thank God that every time we come across and we say hello, and, and you know, God has been keeping us all, us, all of us, all of us all, one way or another. Thank you, Lord. And, and, and they still love us. We love them in the Lord. We keep praying for one another. I know that this community, the Lord wants us to, it, it, it's going to all come to happen. And the Lord's timing, my brother and sister, which I believe is close because basically there's no time left practically. But the Lord will make time for it. God will make time for it. Within the whatever time is left, there will be time for what God wants to accomplish. Uh, brother was saying to me, brother, sister, that we're gonna play a sister in a few minutes. Uh, a brother and a sister, and the sister saying there that uh, she said, I believe the name of her page is Look Up. Or keep looking up, something like that, on YouTube. Keep looking up to heaven, I believe it is. Yes. So, or looking up for the things above. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, she's she's talking about uh, the three days of darkness, and that we're gonna get the three days of darkness and the rapture, and, and that's what she said, it right? Three days of darkness. Mm-hmm. And brother Ben was telling me about that. I said, it's wonderful. If the Lord comes now tonight and rapture the part to us, and and we don't have to wait for anything else, or you know, I won't be mad. Like I, the only the only thing I can say is, well, Lord, you said that the judgment was going to happen first. That's the only thing I can say. But if He says to me, "Well, I changed my mind," okay, fine. You know, I'm not going to go to heaven to to question the Lord. He, he's God Almighty. Whatever He wants. I just know what he said. I'm trusting him. And he says, I'm glad I'm waiting for the sign. He told me that himself, standing in front of me. So, you know, I'm looking for his promise is what I'm looking for. And I know we're going to see the judgment before the rapture. Because he said we, we would. But if God changes his mind and Father said, no, bring my people home now. Forget about the sign. I just want my people up here and take us home. Man, I'll be one of one of them celebrating it. Forget about anything else, my brother insisted. In reality, the most important thing is going home with God Amen. and celebrating that wedding celebration. Hallelujah. He has shown me several times the wedding is ready. Praise the guests the are about to arrive, which is us. The, you Thank know, you, Lord. Invited for the wedding, the bride, the bride. What's the bride? The bride is, 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 is last to come. And, I, you know, if, if it happens today, if it happens, you know, I was just saying, why do, why do the, the, the government, the elites are planning the, July for the CBDC? And I believe it's because my brother and sister, they're only allowed to do a certain things in a certain time. And if they're allowed by July to bring in the CBDC. Now, this man of God, which we're going to play in a few pastors, was it from Chicago? I believe so, yeah. Okay. He got a dream from the Lord that uh, he saw in the end of the year. He said September, November, and December. December, yeah. Okay. Those months. That he saw that the Lord told him these months, Serenade. The Lord told him these months, September, November, December, he says, that, that judgment was coming. Yes. So... Mm-hmm. I was telling my children this morning when I was driving into school at 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, I was saying to them, it was about 7 now when I was driving them, that we weren't late this morning. And I was telling them that if the judgment of God comes later in the year, let's say an example, an example, this year, if the judgment of God comes this year, but it comes later in the winter, September, November, December, to me, uh, Sister Renee saying shalom, Brother Ben. Oh, shalom. <laughs> shalom. Hi. hi, she says hi. So to me is, if 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 the Lord comes later in the year, to us it's very difficult. I'm saying not the Lord, the judgment, I'm sorry. If the judgment comes later in the year, the Bible said pray that your flea will not be in winter, right? Right, your flight. Mm-hmm. Your flight won't be in winter. In winter. So what happened... If it's in winter, people suffer. Yeah. Because think about it, power outages, no electricity. Okay? We have some propane maybe for a couple of months. Yeah. I'll say three months. 
which might be the three worst part of the winter. But then you have to pres- you have to really, and I'm saying this because we have about two hundred and two hundred and twenty five gallon of, of propane. Is what we have? No, we got four four hundred pounds plus um, twenty five pounds. We got six six small bottles. Of twenty five. Uh, the big ones have a hundred, right? Right, hundred pounds. So four. So yeah. We have four of the big ones. Yes, but any event, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever we have right now in store, uh, remember that our Lord can provide. Yeah. So any shortage that we come up with, whatever supplies, whatever needs, all right, always go to the Lord because mm-hmm. He'll make a way where there is no way mm-hmm. to have your family be provided for. You know, whether it be heat, whether it be another shelter or another uh, brother in Christ or sister in Christ would would invite uh, you to their home for the winter. And that's, you know, uh, or even a family member, you know, another family that lives. What I'm saying is we will have to depend on Wustoff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. In preparations, you know, we, uh, you know, the camping stoves to cook indoors. But we have to be careful. Charcoal grill also. Yeah, charcoal grill, but it's got to be outside. So be careful when when we set fires, whether it be outside or inside, lighting up our our, uh, propane stoves, our camping stoves and all that to cook. Because we don't really want to, you know, be in a situation where our home dwelling would catch on fire, our house. You know, so we got to be careful. But... Uh, all the questions that you need if you're not really prepared for is there's a lot of uh, prepper YouTube channels. I really highly suggest that you can do some research, right? Uh, there are also lists on the lordshour.org, uh, a, a web link mm-hmm. that you can use to find out uh, the list of what is uh, required by EPA and and FEMA, they do. If you go in their website, you know, and I think on EPA, uh, for example, I believe they have there because this was long time ago. Uh, they tell you you can use unscented Clorox now. Unscented Clorox by the drops. I think it's five drops per gallon of water to purify it. Okay, so. Please uh, do the research, uh, get with those prepper channels, all right, or email us right here. And if we have additional information that that you might want to uh, add on to your list, you know, to-do list or want list, uh, then, you know, this is the time now to sit down with your other family members, uh, with your husband and your spouse, to, or wife to sit down and, and, and see what available, uh, you know, provisions you have, right? So anything you're lacking and all that, that's when you go ahead and bring it to, in prayer to the Lord. I says, Lord, I'm, I'm lacking of this. Can you provide a door where I can get uh, this situated that it will be for my family, you know, for our survival here? You know, like I said, uh, prayers of the righteous man or woman is very powerful, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, depend on the word of God. Bro- our brother buddies 
when I listen to him on the program, he's always listing down all types of uh, scriptures. So I hope that the the word of God in the scriptures, in our Bibles, uh, that can lead you, right? Because Bible really stands for basic instructions uh, before leaving earth. That's what the Bible stands for, okay? So it's got the instructions in there. The only thing is, do we have the time or make the time? We've got to make the time, brothers and sisters. We can't just take it for granted. There'll be times, you know, yes, uh, that we're busy doing this, that, and the other, but it's very important to get in the Word because the answer is in the Word. Or if you have that close relationship with Jesus, he can, he can respond to you right then and there. But other than that, it is in the Word. Amen. Prayer and fasting needs to go with, yes. the, um, with the request. It's important. Now, yeah, I was telling my children that that if it happens in winter, we need to maybe wear several clothing. And, I I mean, school will be closed in, in case of power outages and, and no uh, water coming in, then school will be closed. But then here we we're going we're gonna to have to adjust. Yeah. We're going to have to adjust for it. Now, I suggested you know? with Brother Elvie, right, and he's never heard this, but back in the island, Back when, when I was a kid, uh, we we didn't have adequate showers. But I remember my mom would pull up a pan and heat up some water, and she would give us sponge bath. So I believe those that are are married and have children would know what a span a sponge bath is, right? So if you if you don't have the capability of of uh, taking a shower, for instance, you know heat up some water that you have, okay, that, that is extra, and you can go ahead and, and put it in a bowl and take a wash rag and, and, and wash yourself down, either that or, or buy, you know, some uh, what they call baby wipes, and you can uh, wipe yourself down with it, you know. But, yeah, it's important to take care of our bodies. Uh, but whatever you're lacking, like I said, be, be creative. Okay, be be creative mm-hmm. on the things that you have. The things that you do not have is to give it to the Lord. Yeah, remember, yeah. we're never alone. The Lord is with us. And one thing, too, Brother Elby just mentioned that really struck in my spirit is fasting. We, If you can fast, sister or brother, please, please, because the Lord had, had verified that with me, with the blessings that we have, we, I do the corporate fast and then some, okay? I, if I really do need something, I go into Esther fast. No water or food. But right now, I'm on a water fast each and every day, okay? One meal a day, okay? One meal a day. And here I am. All things are provided to me because I'm sacrificing, right? Through fasting and prayer every day. And that's my testimony to you. So if this works for you, then please take it up with the Lord. And if he leads you into a water fast or whatever fasting, a Daniel fast, an Esther fast, but the most effective now is the Esther fast without no food or water. But it's difficult. 
it's difficult. It's one of the most difficult fasting that you can bear down on your body, you know. So, yeah, mm-hmm. check with the Lord. Find out which fasting he wants you to do, whether it be a Daniel fast, okay, uh, Esther fast, or a water fast. Mm-hmm. There's several other fasting that you can do, all right, besides, you know, laying off the television, laying off uh, your your cell devices, tablets, computers, and all that. Do that as well, okay, completely, and focus your attention on the Lord, because I've done that, and Brother always is my witness. I mean, I am not lacking, not lacking at all, Amen. you know, so God if, if that would, would stir your spirit, mm-hmm. okay, fasting is also an important part in our prayer. Even if you want to join us on the corporate fast from Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Okay? We do have a corporate fast. And I'm sure Brother Elvis has mentioned that off and on throughout the program. So mm-hmm. those of you who have ears to hear, please hear. And those that have eyes to see will see that when you do these things in obedience, that whatever door that you want open. That would be a blessing that, that will come upon you and your family. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, again, uh, as the body of Christ, Paul says to the church, although he was in prison miles away from the people, he was said to the church, I am with you in spirit. My brothers and sisters, what he meant, we are all part of the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit that we have, each and one of our hearts, is the same Spirit that is in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. He, he dwells within us. It's the same. In that same Spirit, we all dwell. And he, he makes us feel, you know, what other people are going through, you know, in their situation, what the need is. Someone was asking me for prayer for something last night. And I asked the Lord, Lord said, the person needs to fast. And it's not before a family. Fast, fasting uh, brings deliverance. Amen. Very powerful for deliverance. Amen. Demon will leave a person's life like it was in King Saul. Like the Lord spoke to me about the open door when you kill someone. And he said, King Saul. Then I King Saul was possessed by a demon. And then the Lord says to me, uh, what opened the door to King Saul's demon? You know, and it's something for us to research in the Word. Amen. Read it. The yes. Lord was short. And sometimes if you need to read it in a, in, a, in, a, in a different Bible translation from the King James that will help you understand, don't feel bad because I know that groups that are King James only, and they don't read any other Bible. But then what happens if you don't understand that older language? Amen. Because the modern King James... They don't call they, the modern King James from the 90s, 95 and up. They don't call the bride of Christ bride, causing the wife. And we're not we're not in heaven yet, married to Jesus to be being called wife. Amen. The modern Bible changes the language, and sometimes when a when a when a when a language is changed, it's hard to communicate. You know, but the 1960 Bible calls the bride the bride of Christ. The modern one calls it yeah. the, the wife. Amen. My brother and sister. So please, 
Uh, you can even seek to the Lord which Bible you should read. The Word of God Bible, Jesus likes it. Jesus likes the Messianic Bible. I asked the Lord. So let me know. You know, their Bible, the Lord really, really likes the Messianic Bible. I have one here next to me. Complete Jewish Bible is called. Which I say Messianic, but a complete Jewish Bible. It is a great Bible. And then, you know, I, I also read the King James. But I noticed that with the King James, I had to stick with the older, even before the 1960, the 1965. Because I, I can see the changes in the word. And the pure word, Jesus says to me, go back to the olden Bible. The pure word. You may not think it's important, but it is. Because certain things can contaminate us. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. I have Bible from the 1800s. If you read them, you will feel the presence of God so strong. And, it, and you feel like it's, as you're reading the word, it's cleansing you. By the word of God, when it's pure, is such a blessing to our life. So I encourage you to try to get an, an, an older Bible, as the Lord said, older translation, my brother insisted. Hallelujah. Yeah. There's also one other thing, brother and sisters, as a reminder. You know, at one point, I don't know, you know, hopefully we'll be get raptured out of here. But, you know, we depend on our devices, right? And we uh, go on the website of uh, gatewaybible.com and, and biblehub.com. But Brother Elvie had pointed out to me just today that there is another website. And I think it's what, bible.com, brother? Yeah, Bible.com. Bible.com is another reference. But in lieu of that, right, we need to have a physical Bible in our houses just in case if we do get a blackout that yes. we cannot access it on our computer or cell phones or you download the app and it's got to work with the cell towers being on, I really suggest highly to get a physical Bible in your home, all right, just in case, down the line. You know, uh, in the coming, uh, you know, in the tribulation, they're going to be, uh, or prior to it, they're going to be burning our Bibles. So keep another spare uh, Bible handy, probably, you know, uh, bury it somewhere, you know, in case with a freezer bag or something that would keep the moisture out of it, right? And that way you have access to it if you need it, that they've taken the one that's in your house. So always, you know, think ahead, all right, because the Word of God is very important, you know, and then, you know, uh, and trusting in His Word. So if you have a physical Bible, uh, a spare one somewhere that you keep hidden, where you bury it, or whatever the case may be, then you know you can always reference it, right? And if they take the one that's in your house, you know, uh, you don't have to worry, but you won't have to tell them either that you got one buried somewhere within your property or, or somewhere, mm -hmm. okay? So please have a physical Bible uh, on hand in your home. In that way, you will have the Word of God with you at all times. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. What a blessing. What a blessing. Now, we wanted to, in the last minutes of the program, 
play the audio of the prophecy because um, I believe it confirms what um, what we've been talking about in regard to what is coming. Amen. So here's the audio for the last program. My brother and sister. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. So um, I just wanted to get on here today because the Lord put this on my heart. Um, he has given me several messages about darkness. And you know what I realized? He's never given me the word three. And I didn't even notice it until, like, it popped in my head the other day. And I just started looking at all the messages. And I saw that he's never said three days. And <clears throat> it's possible it could still be three days, but he's just never said it because of Exodus. They had three days and, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to be gone because the restrainer when the rapture happens. Well, anyway, so he has told me, so I've never given dates on darkness. I know someone stitched me on that, but um, those were that person's dates, not mine. Just FYI, I saw some people commenting on it. But, guys, no matter if somebody gets something wrong or you guys don't understand it, don't don't hate your neighbor, okay? God doesn't like scoffing and mocking. You're supposed to love your neighbor. And so much has changed, you know, the, with the calendar dates. The Lord has told me that. Um, so you just, you, you want to be careful just in case, you know, you never want to say anything that you're going to regret. You should always love your neighbor, even if they're wrong, okay? Um, and the one true thing I do know is Jesus did die for us, and he took away our sins. I do know that, and he is the son of God, and he's also God. It's all in one. God has showed me that. But what I'm going to tell you is, I'm going to show you real quick what he had said about darkness, and then we can go from here. So on January 15th, he had said, um, wake up, O sleeper, darkness is coming. My chariots are hunting in the night. This is between good and evil, so do not go outside or you will die. Look at the sign of the sun darkening. There will be a halo around the moon. The evil has shifted. Stay inside. You will be protected by the blood on the doorpost. Um, death is here, and he will be riding through the streets. Time is running out. Heed all my warnings. They shall come to pass. So that was the first part. And um, just to let you know, Revelation 6 talks about death rider, if you look at that. And it talks about plagues and, and the death. Uh, I think it's like the death horse or whatever. So, and I do know an exodus um, that happened with, with, I think someone had said it could be Passover, um, you know, with the blood on the doorpost. But I'm not sure. I, like I said, I don't know a lot. But I do know what God has taught me. And as far as the darkness, he just keeps saying the same thing about darkness falls. So, so February 7th. He said, Obama will rise and you will become, and you will over, be overcome by darkness. Keep watching. So what he told me originally was um, the rapture happens, darkness falls, Obama rises. I don't know if that's all big thing time, but he's also told me um, EMPs, uh, uh, worldwide blackouts, and then February 18th. He said, my child, darkness is coming. The sun will turn black during the day and halo around the moon. China invades shortly after that. Russia never wanted to wanted this, but U.S. forced its hand. The northern lights will be seen in Alaska. 
And apparently there's a couple months in Alaska where they can really be shown, so that's kind of a sign. I'm calling you up. The dragon will not devour you. When the blackout arrives, take shelter. See, he showed me Revelation 12, the, the baby sim- symbolizing the chosen ones and, and Jesus. Um, and because we're all one in Jesus. I will protect the rest. I'm catching you up soon. Keep watching. I love you. Once the restrainer is removed, pray to me without ceasing. Confess your sins and I will forgive you. Believe in me. Lay your idols down. Pestilence and famine comes after darkness. Then on March 22nd, he says, and darkness will overcome the whole world. Electrical magnetic pause is coming. Blackouts everywhere. I'm calling you up. Um, it's not too late to pray to me, worship me, believe in me, and I will save you. War is coming. It is so soon. When the nukes go up, you go up. Then martial law, Obama, and power. He also talked about, uh, so after that, he said, the sky is luminous. I am shaking the heavens. I am shaking the earth. The rock is falling. Meteorites, pieces of fragments falling. The angel of light will appear. Darkness will overcome the world. Um... Let's see. Stay in your homes. Pray to me without ceasing. I'm speaking to my new believers. The church will be gone. So when the Holy Spirit's gone, guys, the restrainer's removed, you know, you're going to be praying and um, for protection. And the whole thing was, it's going to be very supernatural in the end times. The witnesses are going to have powers through the spirit of Elijah and Enoch is what, what I heard. Um, okay, and then also March 25th. At the end, he says, darkness falls, look up, keep watching the moon, redemption draws nine. Obviously, there's a lot more to these messages, but I don't have time. See, I don't I don't have time to read all the words. Um, and then March 27th, my child, I'm coming. Lights will be everywhere in the sky. It will light up like the 4th of July. The northern lights will be colorful, emerald green. Wait for my coming. The north lit up and broken off. Maps severed. Darkness falls. Trumpets sound. Obama will rise and desolation will start. Time is short. The ninth hour is coming soon. Look at the clock. Does it tell time? Okay, and then there's just more after that. And then April 7th. Um, let's see. My child, I'm coming. I'm coming. There's no more time left. Don't don't wait to come to me. You don't want to be left behind. Destruction is about to come upon this world. Darkness is going to fall. After my chosen ones are gone, stay in your homes. Lock your doors. Doors. Pull down all curtains. Secure windows. Do not answer the door. Do not go outside. Death rider will be in the streets between good and evil. Pray to me without ceasing. So, again, another darkness warning with blackouts and stuff. So, I do believe it's going to be very evil, whether it's really three days of darkness I don't know because he never actually gave the word three days and I really didn't even realize that until a thought came to my head to look it up um so I found that very interesting um and so there's definitely a message there you know when the when the people are gone it's going to be like hell on earth it's going to be terrible that's why you have to know Jesus you have to ask him to come into your to your life repent from your sins you know, repentance is a change of mind if you look at the root word. So repent, come to Jesus, change your mind about not believing him and give him childlike faith, guys. It is your faith and his grace. Okay. So anyway, I just wanted to get that out and love thy neighbor. 
okay, just keep loving thy neighbor, whether or not they're right or wrong, you know, just don't condemn yourself for, you know, judging somebody else because, um, you know, our reward's in heaven. It's not based on works to salvation, but I, I do believe, you know, works will play a role in, in our rewards in heaven. You know, we've got to look at our fruits. And you got to think about to a new believer, guys, who sees a Christian going after somebody very, very rude and negative. You know, you come with love and correction. And that's what the Lord, you know, has been showing me. And no one's perfect. We all fall short from his glory. So, but Jesus is amazing. You know, he died for us. He took away our sins. So, don't let anyone tell you that. He didn't, because he did. Okay, the Lord has me um, uploading all these prophecies from March, which I'm about to do um, the whole month, just to kind of show. But it's going to be on my YouTube, Seek Heavenly Things. And um, another prophecy was fulfilled last night. Um, on March 18th, the Lord told me, I was at dinner, and he said, uh, New England church fire, New England church fire, and I just heard it in my head over and over again. I was like, what is this? And I told my best friend, I was like, I just heard in my head New England church fire, and the Holy Spirit came over me. And then last night, um, one of the New England region, Massachusetts, um, had a church fire, a huge church fire. So, like I said, the Lord is giving me these random things to warn people because he's trying to wake people up because he is coming soon. Okay, have a blessed day, guys. Very disturbing dream, and I want to tell people about it because I believe it is a warning from God, a warning to the body of Christ, a warning to the world, particularly those dwelling in the United States of America. Many of you know that we're currently facing a lot of hostility in the country there's civil unrest, there's violence, there's looting, there's rioting, there's protesting, there's racial issues, all of these circumstances that are going on. On top of that, the virus, the CV-19 issues, people are dying from this virus, wearing the mask, not wearing the mask issues, the debates that go on and on and on and on. And then the lack of leadership that has been demonstrated in this country from our government, from uh, the state officials, from all of the the local levels, even defunding the police, it is insane, the country that we're living in right now with America. But I'm letting you know I'm praying because that's all I have. It's just to pray. But I want to let everybody know, Monday, this Monday, which was June 30th, I was disturbed all day. I got up in the morning, and I began to feel a burden in my spirit like, like never before. I was really really troubled. I knew something wasn't right. I knew something was wrong. And when I say something wrong, something forthcoming that is that is going to be diabolically difficult, something very ugly, something dark that has happened. I could feel it in my spirit. I wasn't right. I was really, really bothered by it all Monday, all just disturbed Monday about it. Um, Tuesday comes. Everything is fine. We, I, I normally study to get prepared for Bible study. Pastor Marilyn was teaching Bible study that day. But I was extremely bothered by this situation. I had the dream on Monday night, June 30th, is when I had the dream. That day, I didn't feel okay, and uh, I stayed up. I had a few things to do, things to catch up on some of my studies. And I decided I'm just going to go to bed. And I, in the back of my mind, I said in my heart, I, I wonder if God's going to deal with me in a dream because I, I can feel 
his presence, and I can feel an alarming, alarming presence from the Lord that I always feel when something is going to go wrong. Something's going to happen. Something deep, something disturbing is going to happen. And so I went to sleep. I went to sleep about 11 o'clock, and I had the dream. And I want to tell everybody about this dream because I, I want you to know what I saw. I'm deeply disturbed. And, and let me say something to you, too. I had a dream when President Trump was elected. God gave me a vision about the hostility, something coming forthcoming in America. And lo and behold, when he was elected, the hostility happened, the whole nine. I also want to let you know that on this video channel, I have another prophecy of a dream that I had pertaining to the vaccinations, the COVID-19 issues, the one world government, the elitist, the police issue that is going on. I had this dream on May 5th, and I posted this also on this a YouTube channel. Uh, you'll see it momentarily. I'm going to post this video first, and then I'm going to post the video from May 5th of this year so that you can see that God has been dealing with me. I'm aware that people are posting videos, prophesying things, but I don't get my information from man. I get my things from God, and, and I'm very, very reluctant to disclose dreams and things like that unless I clearly have a conviction that it's going to help someone. And I just feel this dream is going to help someone, at least to let you know it is prayer time. We need to pray. We need to stay active. But here, here is the dream, and I just want to uh, discuss this dream with you. Um, in the dream, it, it was a dream dealing with America, and I saw three pastors. I don't know these pastors. I, I could not identify them. I cannot even tell you what their nationality was. But one thing was clear is these pastors knew each other. They were connected, but they weren't talking to each other. Each pastor, strangely, was sitting in a chair. The chair looked very royal. It was a royal-looking seat, as if a king would be sitting in a type of chair like this. And all three of these pastors were separated from each other, uh, and they were high up, I'm going to say probably close to 15 feet above a normal stature of a man that would maybe 5'8", five, 5'9", five, 6 feet, or what have you. And they were sitting very quiet, not moving. And they each in their right hand had a torch. And each of the torches had fire just extending from this. In the dream, I was there and I was sitting behind, if you can understand, if you're facing uh, this, these three pastors that were sitting, they were elevated. They were not sitting on any floor. There was no floor. They were elevated as if to say in the air, and beneath them were masses of people. These pastors were not gigantic, but they, they were normal-looking like human beings that were elevated. Their chairs were sitting on pure air. Four, four legs on each chair, and beneath them I saw massive amounts of people, and it was, it was dark, and I could hear noises of, of just people moving. And clearly I understood in the dream that there was pandemonium, there was panic, there was turmoil, there was chaos, and the people were yelling at each other. People were arguing with each other. People were calling each other names, and it, it just got so violent. And I leaned behind well, the, the three seated pastors, and I said in my heart, why aren't these pastors saying anything? They were completely still, looking straight ahead, not looking down at the people, looking straight ahead, holding these torches that were just 
flashing fire from each of the torches. And I have the understanding that the, these three were connected, and they were strategically sitting in three separate areas of the United States. All, all, and they, their chairs were just barely high, probably about 15 feet in air or so. I, I don't know that I understand what I saw. But all of a sudden, when I kept saying in my heart, these, these pastors, I don't understand why they're not saying anything to the people. There's chaos down there. And because they didn't, I said in my heart, I need to go get my wife. I need to make sure my wife is okay. And right when I made that decision, I heard people robbing each other. They were breaking into each other's homes. People were trying to steal things from cars on the street. People were stealing food. People were, were absolutely trying to take things from each other, and they were doing it by force and willing to die for it. And all of a sudden, I looked at them, I said, what is going on? I grabbed my hand, and I said, what is going on? And all of a sudden, above me, I heard a loud voice say, bloodshed. And as soon as I heard that voice, immediately people were shooting each other. They, they were carrying guns in the street. There was no police anywhere to police this issue or to bring order. It was complete chaos of what was going on. I, and I did not understand this. And, and it just freaked me out so bad. And all of a sudden, my eyes popped open from sleep. And when my eyes popped open, I was so disturbed with, with, with what I saw. And I said, Lord, what is this? And immediately I started praying. And, it, and I looked at the clock. It was 3 a.m. in the morning. I knew that my wife had to get up early. And so I thought, I'll just wait to help her so she can get situated when she gets up early and, and um, just try to reason what I had just seen. And somehow, some way, in the midst of my disturbance, I fell asleep again. When I fell asleep again, I saw the same three pastors. This time they were bigger and they were higher. I saw the people. It was dark. There were no lights. People were trying to find lights. And there was no lights to find anything. And because of the darkness, the incapability to get any lighted areas, Pandemonium broke out. Hysteria broke out. I saw people arguing in parking lots, shooting each other. I saw people in, in neighborhoods standing out in front of their houses, shooting each other. It was crazy what I saw with this. I, I was so disturbed. And I looked up and I said, God, please help us. Please help this chaos that is going on. And all of a sudden, I saw China and Russia coming into the United States of America. I, I don't know that I understand it, but they, they were military, they were uh, uh, soldiers, and they were coming in to maintain the peace. I don't, I don't know where the U.S. military was or anything like this, but they were coming in, and what they were doing was putting people in concentration camps. They were arresting people, Chinese soldiers and Russian soldiers, were arresting people, and they were taking guns from everybody. I, I grabbed my face and I said, what? I said, what are Chinese soldiers and Russian soldiers doing in America? And as soon as I asked that question, in the dream, immediately I heard the Lord shout, 
And he said, September, October, November. He said, warn the people. And I woke up. Everybody, let me tell you something. All day, that day, we had to get prepared for Bible study. I was very quiet. I, I told Marilyn, you need to teach tonight. I'm, I'm in no condition to teach Bible study. Thank God I have a powerful woman of God that is a praying person. She's a wonderful teacher. So she taught Bible study on July 1st. During that day, when I got up in the morning on July 1st and I'm having this dream, I immediately ran to my office and started praying, asking God for the interpretation. And he gave it to me. Hear the word of the Lord. The three pastors represent the trinity of God. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. In the middle was a pastor representing Christ. Why pastors? Because pastors are to speak the word of God, teach the people, preach to the people about the forthcoming of Christ. But there was dead silence from these pastors. On purpose, they had no intention of speaking. But God let me know this represents the Trinity where it is right now. There's not being given speech to pastors Right now, for the normal conditions of preaching, right now, we are to be preaching, get ready for the return of the Lord. I had the clear understanding from God that this Trinity, why these men were holding the scepters with fire in there, was to show to the people, because there were Christians also out there, down there in the chaos, fighting, violence, trying to survive, protecting their homes, shooting. And I had the understanding that the Lord had the, these fires to let them know he is still able to solve this problem if the people will turn to him. And so because no one was turning to these pastors, no one was turning to him, no one would look up. The fire was there in case someone would so they would know the way. This is the interpretation that God gave me of that. But he also let me know that September, October, and November are going to be months of great turmoil in the country. Great disturbance. Isn't it interesting that this is also the time when the heat of the election will begin to really aspire the activities will begin to really become aggressive because the election is taking place in November. The Lord told me to tell the people, turn to him now. Come to the Lord. I feel very led to tell you people are going to die. There's going to be shootings. There's going to be robbings. I saw stores literally out of food. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just telling you with this drink. I don't get like this normally unless the Lord is dealing with me. And the, the situation is, is really dire straight. This country's on the verge, just a pin drop, and we're in a civil war. Some of the things that are going on with all the racial hostility, all of the massive hatred. Yet progress is being made to some degree 
But on the local levels, with the common people, there is still rigid aggression of racial injustice, racial prejudice, racial anxiety. People are nervous. People are afraid. And it just broke. For some reason, something set this off, and it started slow in September and moved to, a, to an outright pandemonia, chaos, turmoil taking place in the country. I wanted to come online and share this dream because I wanted to record it. Now, if, it, if this doesn't happen, I'm perfectly capable to live with it because I'm very disturbed in my spirit. I don't want this. I don't want this in our country at all. But I have been saved a very long time. This is not the first time God has dealt with me. God showed me the stock market crash when Obama was in administration. It showed me that it would crash during his administration, and it did. God showed me in his second term he would let a lot of Muslims into the country through manipulation of government stature and, and uh, statute, manipulating of contract and law, and he did. God showed it to me that this man would do this. He also showed me that the, that the alliance between him and Hillary, and I spoke about it, would cause detrimental chaos, underground contractual obligations to demise America, and it did happen. Whether, whether you want to believe it or not, because it's not being publicized, all you've got to do is Google the trials. It was straight-up tyranny. This is amazing what is going on. And, and in this dream, somehow I have the understanding that President Trump just was not empowered to, to take control of the thing. He was restricted, completely handcuffed with his authority to do anything. This is the understanding that I had. And, man, this dream was so real. It just really troubled me. At, at what I saw, I saw black, whites, Asian, purple, all kind of people, just an adversarial to each other, outright like a, a like it was a war zone. I just want to say to everybody, the words of our Lord Jesus, man. He said that one of the signs of the end of the world and one of the signs of this coming, there would be commotion. If you look that word up, it means utter chaos, disturbance, turmoil. He said there will be commotion. Oh, we know about the pestilence, which is the virus, disease. He spoke about that too. But he also spoke about commission. Uh, sorry, commotion, not commission. Commotion. He spoke about that. I just want to ask everybody, man, if you're saved, are you living holy? If, if, you, if you have any disparity in your walk with Christ, this is not the time to be sinning. Our Lord is coming back, man. And more and more when I read the scripture, when he said, the Son of Man will come in an hour when you least expect. I shudder to think, should the Lord come at a time when chaos, pandemonium, shootings is happening, and all those type of things, and snatch the church off the earth? Is it possible? Oh, yeah, it's possible. Every end-time prophetic scenario 
that has been prophesied to forthcome has been fulfilled. The red heifer is in Israel. It's already there. That used to be one of the major pillars that everybody was waiting for to see if that would take place. But they have thousands of red heifers now in Israel ready for sacrifice during the tribulation period. The third temple can be built in three days. They have, they have technology now that will allow them to erect the temple for worship for the Jews in three days. It's debatable if it's on the, the Dome of the Rock or not. I don't want to get into that. But we do know that a third temple will be erected during the reign of the Antichrist in the tribulation period. I am convinced emphatically, and I'm going to go on record to say this, that the current Pope Francis is in fact the false prophet that will assist the Antichrist. I don't know who the Antichrist is. Nobody knows. But I believe he is alive and well. And I believe we're at the door of a simple transition to change in, unto the one world order to force vaccinations that will have the, bi, the biometric chip inside the vaccination. Oh, yeah. Bill Gates, was, he's out there very bold talking about every person needs to be ID'd, every person on earth needs to be vaccinated. I want to say something to everybody to watch for as well that we're not hearing any talking about. If you notice on social media, there has been a lot of signs by businesses posting, we have no coinage. Please bring exact change or please use your debit card or your credit card. But we do not have coins. So if you purchase something, you have to have exact change. We will not be giving coins back. We don't have any. This is beginning to pop up and pop up and pop up and pop up. When I'm, the reason I'm mentioning this is let everybody know. Slowly but surely, the economy is aggressively being pushed very quietly toward a cashless society. There are many businesses now that are putting up signs. No cash. We only accept credit card and debit card. Folks, we're in the last days. We're in the last hour, actually. The Lord is coming back, man. Please, I'm begging you. If, you, if you're backslidden with Christ, come back to Christ, man. Just ask the Lord to come into your heart and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, for my digression and my transgressions. Have mercy on me, God. I want to be saved. Amen. Forgive me of my sins. Satan, I denounce you. I break your authority over my life to cause me to sin against God, to cause me to be tricked. I bind you right now. Get out of my life in Jesus' name. And then thank the Lord. Praise him. Give him glory. Give him praise that your name is now written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Until next time, this is Apostle Charles. Well, hello, guys. Um, it's been a while since I've done, like, an updated prophecy fulfillment video, and I felt like the Lord was wanting me to do that because somebody was texting me. One of my awesome believer friends was texting me about certain dates, about things that have happened. So, um... Obviously, we know things happened on Tubi Shabbat. He told me what cometh meant, which means just beginning, and the contractions were just beginning, if you look at the root word. And that's the day that all those earthquakes happen in Turkey. So still be praying for those people because that was a terrible day. Um, he also said February 15th was his completion day and his holy day. And a half-crescent blood moon showed up over the Sea of Galilee, not scheduled. And then Jesus saves 
um, calculated it mathematically. And according to the Bible signs in the heavens, it was Jesus's midnight cry. So for all who don't think Jesus is coming to get his bride, I'm going to tell you now, he's coming to pick up his bride. Because all these things are coming true. Um, he told me January 27th and January 28th, he talked about Gog, Magog, Ezekiel 38 starting, meeting the um, players were forming, but hasn't launched yet, he said. They were lining up the players. Um, they were going to go after Israel. He said, watch the enemies fall. And then on February 16th, the earthquake happened in Turkey, which I talked about February 19th. He said, new players formed in Gog. Turkey was defeated. And I thought he was talking about the Turkey earthquakes that happened on the 6th. But the next day, the 20th, another Turkey earthquake happened as well in Syria and Lebanon on February 22nd. They all got earthquakes, and Iran took Turkey's place, like he said. Um, and then, uh, let's see, he told me missiles were going to hit, um, uh, let's see, Gog started about to launch January 27th. Okay, yeah, so he said it's about to launch, and then, like, missiles hit um, in Iran, but they blamed it on Israel. Um, so that was definitely interesting. He told me that on the 27th, and then literally hours later, on the 28th, that happened. He told me Obama was going to be on CNN, and recently the press secretary called him the president, because he said Obama was going to rise behind the scenes February 15th. I'm pretty sure that has happened because they've called him the president twice now on CNN. He was also on CNN for the pursuit of excellence. Um, okay, so there was a small earthquake in Kentucky, so I don't think that is the big one yet. But he gave me a warning for 9-11 and 24 of February. And they had a small one on February 25th, but I don't think that's the one he's talking about. So I think that one's still to come. He told me on February 15th that the oil refineries were going to be blown up. And that happened. Three pipelines of oil refineries blew up on February 23rd in Hawaii also. And the oil spilled, contaminating the water. He told me that February 9th, the Philippines were going to get an earthquake. And that happened on February 22nd. It wasn't a big one, so it's probably not the one he's talking about. Um... Okay, so he said December 30th, well, no, so that one hasn't happened yet. Let's see. He told me um, fire through the cities. So he started talking about fire through the cities January 12th, and the first train derailment happened February 3rd, but he was warning me for an entire month before any train derailments happened. He told me on January 7th, floods and Kelly were going to happen, and that happened on January 10th. He told me um, there would be high-magnitude earthquakes January 16th, and that happened February 16th in Turkey and other places now. He told me um, missiles were going to launch February 19th at Israel, and that happened on February 22nd, and it just happened on April 6th. Um, snow, lots of snow coming. Now, I don't know if that's a snowstorm because he told me five feet in certain places in Canada. 
and that hasn't happened yet. So I think the major snowstorm is, is going to come for those places. Although they did just get another one recently. I don't know how many, how much feet it was. Um, he told me there was going to be a shift in the atmosphere. Um, told me on February 3rd, and then I saw that article on February 8th. Um, massive floods, he said. They were, he warned me on February 7th, 9, 11, and the 15th. And then they started happening on the 16th in places. He told me med, mudslides were going to, uh, he warned me about them coming January 16th and February 15th, and they happened on February 20th. He told me sinkholes would come January 16th, and they started happening in February. So he likes to give lots of warnings. He said um, missiles were striking. Um, so the meteor hit Texas, but what I find interesting is if you look at the meteor, which he told me to look at that definition, there's a Russian missile named meteor. I thought that was interesting. Um, but he also told me the states, New York and Florida as well, and Florida got hit at that nursery plant, and they blew up five acres. No one knows how that happened. Only God does. Um, and then New York, Brooklyn hit a few days later with an explosion. And again, the media doesn't, I don't think they understand what happened or, or not reporting it. Um, and then he said, February 15th, my child, the drinking water will no longer be drinkable soon. The air will be hazardous to breathe in soon. And ever since then, there's been so many train derailments, explosions, chemical spills, all of that stuff making the air and the water bad. Um, he told me the alien deception was going to increase rapidly on February 15th. The next day, the senator came out with articles saying, lock your doors, aliens are here, which we know those are fallen angels. Um, he told me massive tornadoes um, in Texas on February 7th and they happened March 2nd. He told me um, Kentucky tornadoes were going to happen February 7th, he told me, and they happened March 3rd. Um, he told me um, Alaska was going to get hit with an earthquake on February 24th, he told me, and that happened February 27th. He told me, um, let's see, train derailments, no, hold on. New England Church Fire in New Jersey. He told me um, March 19th, and that happened recently. That happened like two days ago in Massachusetts. There was a huge um, church fire, and that's one of, you know, the New England region. Um, he told me there was going to be Ohio train derailment. He told me that on April 9th, and that happened today and April 11th. He told me on um, fungus would be in Michigan, and that was literally, I believe that was like literally like two days ago or something, or April, I'll have to look at the, when it was, let's see, oh, April, no, that was April, I don't, I don't remember, but it was like a couple days ago, but it happened today, there was like an article out how, oh, it was April 7th, he told me that um, in the morning. And April 11th, they put out the article talking about it on Fox News about fungus being there in Michigan. Um, riots in the street. Okay, guys, so he told me March 2nd the wages were going to go up in France. 
And then he told me March 23rd that the riots in the street were going to happen in France. And then that happened March 31st because the wages went up, the retirement wages. Um, He told me rainbows in the sky, you know, that started happening. I started seeing like um, TikTok videos about that. Um, Apparently, Brunswick, Georgia had a huge storm March 25th. I don't know how high the winds were, so that may not be the storm yet, but... Someone emailed me and said how crazy that storm was. They haven't seen winds like that in a long time. Um, He told me uh, strikes in California, lightning strikes, and that happened. I think that was on the 25th of March that happened. And he told me on on March 23rd. So all of his prophecies are coming true really fast now. And I think things are going to start increasing immensely because three of them came true today. I just posted on my Facebook page. So if you do not know Jesus, he's coming soon. Please believe in him with all your heart. It is your faith and his grace, and he will save you. Okay, guys, God bless. Well, hello, friends. Um, so I wanted to show you something. Um, the Lord gave me a message today also. Sorry, excuse my hair. I just got out of the shower. Um, but... Jesus saves. I've been talking to her and trying to get, you know, some information from the last message you gave me. And this is what she said. She said, Aquarius, Taurus, Libra, moon at her feet. To me, all of these, all of those mean judgment and antichrist beast system. Saturn is in Aquarius where Mars will join this fall after exiting its womb. I dreamt about which was the future, by the way, so definitely from God. This represents the beast system and the deluge pouring out of judgment. Libra means scales, and with the May 5th lunar eclipse in Libra, it seems like the start of judgment for the Jewish nation. They were told to you in numerical order, Aquarius, meaning six, Taurus, nine. Notice how even the number is the same, but upside down. She's amazing. I'm telling you, God has given her so much knowledge. Who takes things and puts them upside down? We all know the devil does that. Libra, Virgo, moon at her feet is not in order because it is talking about a new sign that will happen May 5th. The lunar eclipse. And it's really weird because he mentioned lunar eclipse in the message today. Virgo also means new beginnings, good or bad, as well as Revelation 12. The moon will also be at her feet then as well and full in Libra. Like I said, this is important because it represents judgment for the Jewish nation. On April 16th to the day... Apophis, I think is how you say that word, it's A-P-O-P-H-I-S, Wormwood. I don't know if real Wormwood, Wormwood, but represents it, and the name of Apophis is 99942. Mirrors, 666. And also, nine of Taurus slash Satan will exit Aquarius to the day. Sounds like how you said water poisoning plans will commence. 
exiting means commencing. The moon also enters Aquarius on April 16th, and it's almost a new moon. It's warning, or it's waning. I don't know what she means there. Um, oh, wait, no, hold on. It's waning. She may have spelled it wrong. W-A-N-I-N-G. I think it may be. It's, it's warning, I think she said. In my dream, the moon was warning it isn't good. Yes, a warning. It will then become a solar eclipse right as it goes into Aries, April 20th, and Jupiter will follow. This is crazy to me because it is a huge omen to the Gentile nations. Not a good happy sign, but one that should make people shudder. Similar signs happened during Nero's reign. April 16th, Apophis leaves Aquarius. And you know how he mentioned Nero and stuff in the previous sign. So God is amazing. He's definitely speaking. And I don't know like half the things he says or what he means, but I have Jesus saved and she explains it to me. Um, I claim that Jesus Christ came to earth as a man. He's the son of God in the flesh. And he died on the cross, shed his blood and rose on the third day. And ignore the telegram and the WhatsApp people. Okay, April 11, 2023. 1 Peter 2, 7. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Colossians 1, 4. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints. Job 1, 7. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Mark 2, 8. But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your heart? Jude 1, 5. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. Job 3, 4. May that day be darkness. May God above not seek it, nor the light shine upon it. Esther 2, 9. Now the young woman pleased him, and she obtained his favor, so he readily gave beauty preparations to her besides her allowance. Then seven choice maidservants were provided for her from the king's palace, and he moved her and her maidservants to the best place in the house of the woman. Here's the message. My child, earthquakes are coming. Alaska is going to get hit again. New waves of currency falls in Portland. Idaho will suffer loss from the earthquake. New Zealand fault line breaks. Disaster, lots of disasters coming your way. Chesapeake Bridge will collapse. My words are true and it's all coming. Heed my warnings. There are lots of false teachers right now. I told you in the end times many false prophets will rise. I have not come yet. Don't go into the desert looking for me. There is only one lamb. But we are all God's sons and daughters. I am the lamb. I died for you and shed my blood on the cross for you so you may be saved. There is no condemnation in me. I came to save the world, not condemn it. Oh, ye little faith, I am one with my father, and when you have my spirit, I am one with you. I love all my children, and I would leave all 99 to find that one. Are you my sheep? Do you hear me calling you? Electromagnetic pulses are coming. The blackouts will be worldwide. You will hear the trumpets. My angels will gather the chosen ones. Darkness falls, Obama rises, and meteorite showers fall. I told you they would attack the farms. More is coming, and oil is next. 
I am coming, my child. Are you ready for my arrival? Doubt ye not. The lunar eclipse is coming. Emerald green, judgment is coming. Darkness is coming. Red skies is coming. My words are true. Believe in me, child, and repent from your sins. Walk with me and let me hold your hand in paradise. I am the true Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, and I have spoken. First Thessalonians 3, 6. But now that Timothy has come to us from you and brought us good news of your faith and love, and that you always have good remembrance of us, greatly desiring to see us as we also to see you. Exodus 21, 3. If he comes in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he comes in married, then his wife shall go out with him. Revelation 7, 9. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. Job 3.13 For now I would have lain still and been quiet. I would have been asleep. Then I would have been at rest. Revelation 6.8 So I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was Death. And Hades followed with him, and power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beast of the earth. Ephesians 2.11 Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called circumcision made in the flesh by hands. Deuteronomy 1.14 And you answered me and said, The thing which you have told us to do is good. Matthew 24:13 But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Jeremiah 2:12 Be astonished, O heavens, at this and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord. John 8:7 So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Malachi 1:4 Even though Edom has said we have been impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places, thus says the Lord of hosts. They may build, but I will throw down. They shall be called the territory of wickedness, and the people against whom the Lord will have indignation forever. Okay, Jesus is awesome. He gave me that message, guys. If you do not know him, you know, things are coming true. He told me the, um, uh, what's it called? The New England church would go on fire. He told me that on the 18th. That happened two days ago. He told me a couple days ago that farms were going to get hit and that oil's next. There's so many things he's told me that's come true. So please, he's coming soon. If you don't believe him, ask him to come into your life. Um, when you're a new believer, you repent from your sins. You ask him to come into your life. You believe in him with all your heart and he will save you. If you already believe him in your heart, you know, just keep trusting him and keep childlike faith. Repentance is a change of mind. When you're under Jesus, read uh, John. It was the verse of the day today. It was awesome. It talked about that, about always being with Jesus. So, okay. Have a blessed day.